0: We better figure out an intro soon, because we're, we're
1: going. We're going? We're going with this? this we're going with here. it. me. It just turns me off. They finally found the Queen of England's golden leaf. I'll tase myself.
2: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Geeks with Issues After Dark. Tonight, your two typical co-hosts are out <laughs> at the snowstorm, so I'm in, Alex, tonight stepping in, and we're doing something unusual tonight, ladies and gentlemen, is we're going to open this up to you fabulous people out there. Call in at one 800 geeks Issues. leave off the E in issues. So, yeah, we've got Samantha on the line. Samantha, how are you doing tonight?
0: Well, hello there, Alex. I am doing fine tonight. It is a wonderful evening, and uh, I don't know where Sam and Tom went, but I'm so glad to hear your voice tonight.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much. Now, you had this question that you thought this snowstorm that came in was actually done by the British to prevent Brexit. Is that correct?
0: Yes, yes. Uh, The plan is that the Brits have their weather controlling machine over in greenland and they turned it on and sent this cold front from uh i don't know how they did it from west to east across the united states even though greenland's all the way on the east but you know i believe that they sent this down to try to get more people to come back to britain and uh unify brexit again
2: now we have our British expert Thomas here on the line. Thomas,
1: how do you think this theory stands up? Uh, thank you, thank you, Gavna. But uh, I have to I have to explain to him that uh, to her that this is this is strictly because Mary Poppins has come into town and and she needed something to bring her in. She can't just fall from the sky. She must come in. From a, from a weather event, and what else other than this wonderful time than a snowstorm? Well, sir... It's we because th- your children, your children are horrible people!
3: Well, sir, it's, um... Horrible. It's We can't just have UFOs flying the united
0: god damn it i just wound uh, a british female accent <laughs> i can't keep accents for shit well uh thank you ladies and gentlemen wills uh
2: we have to break for station identification and commercials now uh, we'll see you after the break <laughs>
0: I suck with maintaining fucking accents. This is why my French accent in the play <laughs> in high school was a Russian accent. <laughs> <laughs> Yavol, Viva la France! <laughs> <laughs> not good with accents
2: at all. Uh, uh, so how are you gentlemen doing tonight? Or ladies and gentlemen, depending on uh, <laughs> what, where we're at in this bit.
0: <laughs> uh, well, yeah, yeah. I did not get a change while I was in Washington, so I am still a gentleman. No worries there. But yeah, I'm doing pretty fine. A little sore, but pretty fine. How are you doing, good sir? welcome to geeks with issues thank you
2: thank you this is be my third time back i don't know i'm not gonna count but no i'm cold i've been shoveling snow all morning and here i am now yeah i went out in the backyard to take lily out to go to the bathroom lily being my dog not my wife Um, (laughs) um, and she she looked at me when she stepped into the snow and the snow was basically up to her nose and she's just like what are you doing
0: what the fuck is this shit? Yeah,
2: seriously, what happened? And then she <laughs> yeah, she did her business and went back inside and she's just like, I hate you. Kind of look on her face. <laughs> you did this to me, Dad. Yeah. We had I think we had snow drifts up to fourteen inches. So does this confirm
0: that dogs believe we are God?
2: I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's, a philosoph- that's a philosophical debate that's uh, more apt to the call show than i was just running <laughs> yes it's very true It's very true next week on geeks coast to coast <laughs> yeah
1: yeah uh how about you tom i'm i'm trying to recover from yesterday <laughs> so just, i took a we took a beating <laughs> A beating like I've never taken before. Yes. And yeah. then
0: we played some 40K. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> Shit. So it got even more masochistic <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> a, so, I uh, think I'm gonna go back home and flog myself. <laughs> it, it might be a, a lesson of a beating from what I heard, but... How about we just go into this? Because I'm kind of interested <laughs> to talk about this. Fuck my trip. Uh, hearing about this tournament kind of got me a little worked up on the inside.
1: <sighs> so, do you want to start a show? <laughs> So let's.
2: The quick background on this is we have a game store here in northeast Ohio called Recess Games. And they put on a tournament, a 40K, Warhammer 40k tournament that was a doubles tournament. So it was two players on each team, each with 1,000 points. Supposedly it was limited to one detachment
1: each, but... People didn't bring one detachment yeah, each. Yeah, there were people with like they ended up having like twelve uh, command points and shit. Like holy fuck! So uh,
2: that aside, but this is a doubles tournament. It command was, points, farmers. But uh, the event description on Facebook said like this is supposed to be fun and about sportsmanship and yada yada yada. Exactly what I read. Yep, and I was just yeah. like, awesome! Yeah, this will be the first time I've played 40k not with. You know, three people in someone's house and mm-hmm. this'll kinda just be like this'll be new and fun and different. I'll get to play new armies, see cool stuff. That was my kind of like idea behind it.
1: And then Yeah. Tom, what happened when we got there? Well, I mean here, let me give you my backstory real quick. Sure. I was I was told, Hey Tom, there's supposed to be a fun a fun tournament. It'll be a good time, Tom. We should do it, Tom. Yeah, okay, let's do it. Uh, then sammy backed out and uh, alex was sorry hey, tom let's uh you, you, you're still interested oh, i'm totally interested i was told it's gonna be a fun time we'll have fun alex let's go have fun uh and then i got there <laughs> and uh our first match our first match was against uh, john and jim
0: yep. two good well one good person john
1: he's a good dude yeah, yeah he was a good guy um and his friend wasn't they're both, they were both but good dude. yeah they're both competitive they were both uh we, all of our games we kind of explained to them hey we've only been playing like i start, I bought my army in, in april so my first game was like april or march mm-hmm. and that's i've been playing since then so i haven't even hit a year uh, and alex explained you know his his experience with it and so we we're like you know if we do something wrong just say something to us we're not uh we're not experts by any stretch of the imagination and yeah that's the way so, to go so we were it, like sure. we we're up front not trying to to play up anything and so we we played and uh so we went in our first match and we set up there was there was just lots of pain I remember lots of pain. <laughs>
2: yeah. So um, how, do, how do we want to talk about this? We did three matches, Tom. Yeah. Do we want to go match one, two, three, or do we want to go, I think, our matches from our least enjoyable match to our most enjoyable let's match? Go,
1: let's go matches one, two, three, because uh, chronological, Chronological, which I prefer. And I, in my opinion, my most enjoyable match was our last match anyways. Same. Okay. I think I think our enjoyment of <laughs> matches is probably in the same Pro- order. I, I assume so. I would assume so. So, yeah, starting with the first match, it was Chaos Demons and Tau versus our Tau and Tyranids. Oh, John brought his Demons. Yeah. He didn't bring his Orcs. No. Man,
0: that, that's a disgrace, John. Um, that's not for the WOG.
1: No, but he, all the same, it was interesting. So, he they, they stretched out in their backfield, obviously, to, to deny Deep Strike ability in the back. Uh, all the games are objective based, so there's no like purely kill matches everything was objective based capture the objectives i mean there you get points for certain things you can pick a secondary to gain some bonus points there's a secondary objective that you can get points on and you can max out on three of each of those and uh then you just get your points for holding objectives holding more objectives killing a unit killing more units and from there you know they, like i said they, they spread out in their backfield uh slowly coming forward um, we were trying to grab some objectives we left our backfield a little open so they, they were able to deep strike into our backfield I, I i in that match like my my personal highlight in that match uh john's like hey i have to make like 90 attacks with my demons mind if i use an app yeah go ahead use your app he does this he does this calculation on his app his thing comes out he shows me 39 wounds so and this is on my zone throats. yeah oh so I, I have okay. to make 39 three up saves three up invuln saves on my zone throws wow i made all but four nice i lost one model and another one took a wound that that is fucking epic. (laughs) i rolled them in sets of 10 i was like 10 10 10 9 okay i bet he was a little sweaty after that he looked at me he's like you're lucky i'm like I guess <laughs> He's I, Like, no you don't understand you should have like four statistically you should have four and a half dead yeah you lost a model and took a wound yes. I I even prefaced
2: this <sighs> attack before he did it It's like these things don't die whenever
0: yeah. I try to kill them they don't die and that's my experience too <laughs> I just have bad time with them that's why um, zoanthropes and rates for the necrons I just fucking ignore them and I go after
1: everything else yeah so uh so yeah, that was probably my highlight of that match cuz I, mean, I just made all of these saves and he's just looking at me like holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I
0: I could completely picture John's face after that too cuz he's a very emotable guy. <laughs> That'd be hilarious.
1: Uh what was your opinion on that first match?
2: I thought it was fun and interesting. The Demons were a new army I was playing against so I didn't really know much about them and one of the things that is, I don't know if you talked about the secondary objective things, is you get to pick from a list of secondary objectives what mm-hmm. you would want to be. I saw these two big blobs of demons and thought, like, sure, we'll take this Reaper thing that says, like, every time you kill ten models or something out of a unit, you get a point. Yeah. And you've got big blobs of units,
0: right? Yeah, and you have a shit ton of firing.
2: Yeah. And one of those groups was Plague Bearers, which I didn't realize had that four up, or five up, feel no pain?
1: So all of his demons had a five up, feel no pain. The demons, the plague bearers. On top of that, he would use a um, a psychic move that he would be able to roll, and it would give them minus whatever to hit. So uh, for a couple, for like the first round, it was a minus one. The second round ended up being a minus two, and I think it went back to being a minus one to hit.
2: Yeah. So I thought that it was going to be fun, shooting time, plowing through a horde of enemies, kind of thing. Yeah. I thought that was going to be these things were unkillable. I probably killed, I don't know. Ten, ten of them, maybe? Well, but the thing is, they also have the ability to come back right, on the field. Right,
1: right, so you you probably killed more than that, but once they were off the field, he'd be able to roll, and then there was a chance for them to come back. So there was that. Man. Which I I mean, I assume that, that the, the ruling for that doesn't require... Um, well, because it's not going above, so it wouldn't make a difference. Um, I was thinking uh, reserve points, but because... Uh, it's not going above i don't think it re- requires reserve points okay
2: yeah so i uh, i thought that was interesting i thought the fight between me and jim i guess the tau player was fun i had my stealth suits up on top of a building and dropped my commander up there he had his riptide fly up there we had some back and forth fight and stuff that was really kind of fun and interesting mm-hmm. the one thing that turned me off of the missions is that I guess Tom pointed this out earlier and then I completely forgot about it is that all troops are objective secured in it. And so I thought I'd be good by placing my ghost keel and the unit of drones onto an objective. Oh yeah. But he had one little model in this giant span of models there. And it's just like, there we are. We're objective secured. He played a daisy chain. So in the
0: first two games, both teams had big daisy chain units. Yeah. That's where hordes are really taking over 8th edition right now. Yeah. Just being able to daisy chain out, and because there's no caveat in 8th edition saying you can only hold one objective per unit, it just kind of blows things up with hordes. Mm-hmm. You can just mass them. That's why I love orcs.
2: Yeah, so I thought it was fun. It was interesting. We definitely didn't get our butts kicked as badly as in our second game, yeah. and we held our own a little bit more and better. There was a rule that came up halfway through that Tau can greater our good for friendly units even if they're not tau
0: that is crazy
2: which we brought it up in the second game i like brought it up before we started because it was like we just learned this i wanted to ask these people what they ruling as and they said no that's not a thing you know mm-hmm. that's not true and then there was a big hubbub about whether it is or isn't and yeah.
1: so and then we went to the to to came over to us we had he said no it's it's keyword you can't and he went back he talked to the the guys who did it. it originally from our first game we did it and he came back he's like no no it's it's not keyword it doesn't say keyword it does say friendly yeah that's nice that's nice so so that became a thing and then obviously you know with that being being declared across the board uh everyone now knows and then it's like okay well we can't it became harder to use that particular tactic um after it was like oh yeah they can do
0: that the one thing i gotta say is it just proves that the fucking tao are the space commies yeah <laughs> they everyone is their friend <laughs> right well yeah well we, as long as you're fighting with them e- exactly <laughs> yeah
2: we played the communids yes. um there so we're the communist tyranids that's good um,
0: that is a good name
2: i like the 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 lore behind them being like gene stealer cult-esque tau where they're getting slowly taken over by the tendrils of (laughs) that would be sweet and i think it'd be really cool if i had more money to make a gene stealer cult tau army Army. kind of thing but
0: no space marines now
2: i don't know (laughs) i don't have money no i understand i understand (laughs) you have some
0: other priorities that you have to take care of
1: yes i do (laughs) but yeah i thought it was fun how about you the the first match was was fun it was nice because both of them uh they were competitive but they were also understanding yeah and they weren't uh dicks about anything uh there was there was one issue where like alex was trying to uh fall back out of combat and so he was able to get like so he had two units in and those two units were for the most part surrounded and he was trying the, the goal was to base lock them in one model was able to back out and if the other model can back out as well that same path then he should be able to get out and so that became a point of uh i don't i guess contention Contention, but not really that big of a deal because even as even uh jim had had looked at him like no i mean he gets he pulls this model out he'd be able to get this model out too yeah. so he, he's not base locked uh-huh and it's like he the uh john was like oh i i disagree but go ahead it, yeah. it doesn't matter it's a game. it's a come on yeah. <laughs> exactly and then but, uh yeah. there was another point later on where where that came up but um it was a little bit more base locked so we were like okay fine
0: yeah. yeah and a background on the players i, I don't know jim i actually it was jim asian no. no. Okay. Yeah, I, well, John brought hey. a Asian friend the one time to a tournament who had a, a played Tau and he had a supremacy suit. So I was thinking that might have been him. No, but And I don't uh, know if you've seen a supremacy suit, but they're, like, fucking three feet tall, and they have huge guns on them, and yeah, they're, like, I f- $400. I f-
2: no, uh, Jim played Tao. He had this cool camo paint scheme on his mm-hmm. Tao. Oh, that's pretty sweet. He was a taller guy with a beard.
0: So. Okay, yeah, I never <clears> met Jim. <throat> but John... Uh, he was actually the guy, after I had my Jeep stolen with my army in it, he started a, uh, not really a GoFundMe, but in the Warhammer community page for Facebook, a, hey, who wants to donate to Sam? His army got stolen, and he gave me, like, 30 boys, blah, blah, blah. Thankfully, once I got my Jeep back was actually when he was giving to me, I'm like, dude, I cannot accept this. I, I can't accept you giving me, like, $100 of units right now because... Uh, I I have my army again, but I I greatly appreciate this. And he's also been one of those guys before where I I went to him and I'm like, hey, I play orcs too. Um, What's some good tactics? This was back in 7th edition when I was trying to play a fucking competitive tournament in 7th edition and Mm -hmm. there was no fun tournament back then. And he was really helpful, sat down with me for like an hour and talked with me about uh, my list, what was a good thing to do, what wasn't a good thing to do, and was like, hey, start bringing some fortifications and things like that. And uh, really changed up my 7th edition game and made me think outside the box more. Yeah. So John's a really good dude. And uh, like you said, it, it, if he has a point of contention, he'll bring it up, but he'll go usually back to the point of it, It's a game. Who cares?
1: Right.
2: Yeah. I thought, I, I thought it would have been a good thing to bring a fortification. Like if I, I was tentatively thinking about asking to borrow the shield wall, but then I thought it was limited to only one detachment. And you can't bring a yeah. fortification detachment.
0: And I thought that, too, from what I read. So, But we'll get to the tournament organization part later.
1: <laughs> yeah. But before we move on to the second one, um, in between some matches, I was, I was able to talk to some of the other people. So I, it's kind of like he, he gave you good... Um, John gave you good advice on, like, the orcs and stuff. Uh, I got some good advice for, like, Death Guard. Because there's a guy there uh, mm-hmm. with more Tyrion and some... Uh, Demons, and so i was able to ask him about some death guard or yeah some death guard stuff so I, and i uh, think and that part of the
0: tournament scene is like 50% of my enjoyment yeah. just talking to everybody finding out new ideas mm-hmm. and like seeing new things because you see things at tournaments all the time that you'd never seen before right mm-hmm.
1: so yeah there's uh you know get some pointers and things like that for for that kind of stuff do you want to go on to the second match the probably my least enjoyable match it was well, okay so before <laughs> we get to the
2: second match we're asking the to tournament organizer for people who aren't in the know wh- where's our next table at and he he looks at this list and he looks at us and says, oh you're tom and Alex. He's like yeah. Well, technically, the guy you're supposed to play next dropped, and
1: oh,
0: so you guys weren't in last. <laughs> well, well, so there were, there, were,
1: there were people who didn't show up, and then there there was the team that uh, that like Alex just said they were like they just they turned in their their card at the end of the, the first game. They went, hey something came up, we gotta go, so they left. Yeah, so
2: he. He go. He comes up to him and says, "Like, well, you can either, you know, you can either have a buy, or you can play my thousand point army, and it'd be two thousand versus one thousand point." Jim and John also step in and say, "Like, they have enough army here to play th- two thousand points." Mm-hmm. So he was waggling, wiggling back and forth about whether or not to, you know, have us play one guy with two thousand points worth of stuff. Yeah. Eventually, what h- ended up happening is <laughs> he said that you could take the buy. And the Jim and John asked, "How many points is? Do you get any points for taking the bye? He's like, uh, "You'll get thirty points." He's like, "All right, we'll take the buy." Yeah. And so I was <laughs> looking back at our score. If we were to go score wise, taking the buy would have been the best thing for us to do. I don't yeah. know that we would have
1: gotten that <laughs> many points though. They may have given us like fifteen, probably.
2: Maybe they might have looked at us and said like, "No." <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I think that was because they had they had won and they actually had a, a decent chance of moving, you know, getting po- more points and moving forward.
2: Yeah. So they took the buy, which allowed us to play <clears> a second game. But because of the way that the scheduling worked, or I guess the the matching, the pairing worked up, mm-hmm. the person we played next was supposed to play the person in first place or something like that. So it was supposed to be two really good players going against each other. Yeah. So, we got bottom place team paired with a top place team. I was going to
0: say, okay, that that's bad. That's a real bad term in organization right there.
2: And so, we played, I believe we played Ricardo and Ryan. And, and Ryan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they brought Chaos Space Marines mm-hmm. and then Tyranids. Mm-hmm. So, we're setting everything up to play the game and Tom, take
1: it from there? Okay. Uh, so, we were trying to, you know... Uh, we had our lunch breaks so we sat down we were kind of talking about stuff we were looking at what the next mission was going to be and figuring out what we could do and we kind of thought maybe we can try and do a, a sweep you know try and try and bait one side set up a sweep and yeah and go that route and so we had set up we go we do our roll off we don't get uh first move we get second move and then about what 45 minutes to an hour goes by before our first turn probably something like that uh they take their first turn,
2: and I lose probably eighty percent of my army
0: in the God first turn. Damn! So I I figured focus fire. I, I top top players are focus fire.
2: I lose all but one fire warrior. Man, I lose all my crisis suits. I think are gone, and the stealth suits. All my stealth suits are gone. All my drones are gone. I had a fire. Uh, my cadre, fire blade, my broadside, and my ghost keel were up. And that was really about it
1: at the end of turn one. Tom fared better. I figured, yeah, I fared a bit better. I mean, my turn, I think both of my sets of termagants were gone. I may have lost one. I think I lost two zone tropes that first round. And then uh, the warrior prime grouping didn't really take, uh, I don't think they took any damage. Um, they mostly just ended up fighting back because they consolidated in. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> set up um, doing my fighting, or we do our fighting, we got, finally get to our turn and we we're able to to move and it's really at that point you're already you're stuck in combat so i like if, if whatever alex is that might still be able to, to move they can back up at least a little bit and shoot yeah because of fly i mean, none of my none of my stuff like the only things i had fly that was on the table at that point were my zoanthropes <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> they can't, can't do shoot. shit so other than moving them back out of combat just so they don't get have to fight that next turn and don't get you know end up having to make saves for them so i just that's all i ended up moving them back and then using my warriors to kind of Finish off some jean sealers and stuff. And then, again, with a, they had their daisy chain across. And, like, so because one unit is on, or one model of that unit is on a cover space, the entire unit has cover. It yeah. should not. It A uh,
0: whole unit should be in cover, is a caveat in the rule book. Okay. Yeah, the whole unit needs uh, maybe, to be. Or within... maybe it was because it
1: was something else. Maybe it was something else. Maybe okay. was something yeah, else they, they, they might
0: have had a special rule or
1: something. Okay. Maybe because maybe, it was like it was cultists or something. Something I haven't played yet. So okay. really sure. maybe, maybe there was something else to that then. Yeah, because the
0: rule for infantry units getting cover is they must be wholly within cover oh, right.
2: and obscured. I don't know if it was a cover <laughs> save that. Or a, he, it the cultists been... were taking a minus one to yeah. shooting. Okay, not, that's. What not we're... to. To they weren't getting a bonus to their save okay. so it was oh, okay. something else so, that yeah, wasn't cover okay.
1: yeah, so it was something else um and, and um to be fair there was they, they were using an uh area cover rule in for the tournament so like um where you said obscured there were certain platforms where like if you got on, like if you were on that platform even if you're you're visible up in the front you're still considered to have cover okay but that was that was a bit different than what i was thinking about for those cultists so the cultists uh were there and so they, yeah they were taking minus one to hit um so they were a bit of a uh, of an annoyance as they're just across the thing plus that they're if one of them you know they're one or two of them were still in combat with somebody you couldn't do anything else with them even though they're spread across the field which we had that problem with the the plague bearers in the first match too yeah because, again, it's just spread out. Like, one of them is still in combat with the fire of warriors. So you're like, fucking goddamn yeah, it. it! it fucks everything up. I like I, said, I got rid of those gene stealers. Uh, the gene, one set of gene stealers. The other set of gene stealers just slowly mauled through my uh, my zoanthropes. And my warriors kind of trying to push around. I went big for it. I was like, I'm going to try and kill a Swarm War with warriors. I mean, it's, I, was, that was the only other thing on that, on that side of the field. Yeah. And if I didn't try to attack it, it was going to attack me. You. So yeah. I was like, yeah. Get might the charge well, in. Right. Might as well try. It doesn't have guns, so it
2: can't shoot me. Mm-hmm. The game was over by the end of their first turn. Yeah. It was 100% uh-huh. over by then. Yeah. If it wasn't for the fact that we chose Headhunter and me going, eh, we could score an extra point or two if I we try and take out one of their HQs or one of their characters, I probably would have been like, cool, I think
3: we're done here. Yeah,
2: <laughs> But- I, I did think in the back of my head, we chose Headhunter for this as our secondary. If, if I can pull somebody out in the back, take out whoever this guy in white is. I don't know what it was. Some chaos character. Yeah. Um. I'll be like, cool. We'll at least score an extra point.
0: Yeah. Um, you get something. Mini goals.
2: Yeah. We'll, we'll go from two points to three points that's <laughs> right. that's where i was at <clears throat> and to give you a scale uh, like a, an idea of the scale of the points is they scored at the end of that 30 some odd points yeah so we scored two points yeah. and so i dropped my crisis suit in the back field he's i i got it all lined up perfect shots. so you know do a significant damage to this character back there i'm like great he goes to smite my crisis suit. Mm-hmm. He blows himself up in smite. <laughs> I don't get the point for headhunter.
0: Oh,
3: God
2: damn it. <laughs> So it was that where I was like, all right, I'm done.
0: <laughs> Out here.
2: I'll, yeah. tra- I'll charge Abaddon and die in close combat.
1: Right? Right, it's over. You. And yeah, we got, we, we got tabled, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we got tabled. Yeah. So they had
0: Abaddon and a Swarm Lord and Gene Steelers being pushed up by the Swarm Lord. Mm-hmm
1: that that's uh uh three Zoanthropes four Zoanthropes I don't know, I don't um, remember and uh, they had another the
2: other
0: chaos character think gets nasty that that sounds nasty,
2: yeah, he brought noise Marines, which were really cool, yeah, noise yeah. Marines are cool, but uh he had this the long string of. 40-some-odd, 60-some-odd cultists Man. that he pushed up the field. Yeah. It was all one unit, mm-hmm. which was kind of cool because I used my stratagem that for my orbital marker light, yeah. which hits them in any unit six inches from them. Mm-hmm. Well, because it's
0: so long, you his, were able
2: to... I, I got everything. Nice. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm not even going to put markers on the table.
0: Yeah. But pretty good. Rerolling ones and on everyone. Yeah. Pretty but good. If you were able to shoot. If yeah.
2: anything. <laughs> yeah. So when it came to our first turn... I prob I think I had one unit that could shoot. Wow, um, that w- wasn't a Tau marker light drone. I had two Tau marker light drones that could shoot, and then my Ghost Keel, which was still alive at that point, was able to fly and shoot and killed
0: some cultists. Uh, <laughs> Man, that that. That, that's a brutal game, but there's no reason you should have ever played against the top table. Yeah, you should not have been on that table. No way in hell. John and Jim probably. From the sounds of it, I mean, I don't know what everybody else was doing, but for people that you played that day, John and Jim should have been on that table. It seems
1: like probably,
2: probably. I think there were other people. I think the people that I think this Ryan and Ricardo group. I think they second, yeah. third, yeah, they so, second. so they they did fairly well. So <clears throat>
0: yeah, yeah, I don't know either of them, but. Yeah, it sounds like they know how to synergize well, and they probably planned it out well.
2: Yeah, I think the big thing is, it was before this match is I brought up the fact that we learned that Tau can greater good for non-Tau units. Mm -hmm. And it was with that that I think was our demise when I brought that up, because they advanced up. And they just took you out. And they just wiped out all the Tau. Yeah. Because I put the Tau behind the Zoanthropes Mm -hmm. to help greater good when the Zoanthropes get charged. Mm -hmm. Well, instead of
1: shooting at anyone else, they shot all the towel off the board yeah yeah because otherwise they were gonna charge the the zone throws I was part of my I was just gonna bait them into charging the zone throws and have the greater good
0: yeah it, it, it's a very good call sportsmanship wise to tell them before game but unfortunately that was probably your demise they were probably like well that's their hinge let's take them out yeah so yeah. you live and you learn yeah right? yeah yeah and- <laughs> unfortunately in, in this style tournament that recess is now breeding that I am seeing play the play the bad guy don't tell them until you're about to do it and make the rule decision then so i think i don't know if for all intents and purposes when i when i saw this
2: going up i thought this is going to be a fun tournament this could be exactly it should everything been. like that and then i went through some of the posts on facebook and one of them said what are the prizes gonna are gonna be and they said oh there's monetary prizes for the for the top 25% mm-hmm. and when I saw that I immediately knew with money on the line it was this gonna is, be different
0: this was no longer going to be a fun tournament which is sad and sad that that's what this 40k community has been becoming at recess specifically 100% at recess is the only place I see it going like that other tournaments, like the Chainsword Diaries or Cleveland podcasts they do tournaments at uh, The Shop, and they do tournaments at Immortals. You go in there, you know you're doing an ITC mission, and they, you get ranked in the national ITC rankings. Uh-huh. So, yes, you know you're going into there and you're playing a competitive game. That's where the competitive players should be going. But Recess has bred this style of tournament of, hey, we're going to make some smaller games. That are supposed to be fun games, but we're going to put some large top prize value on top of it and not do the random pairings. Like, they used to do random, or, sorry, random prizes. They were doing random prizes all last year for the fun games, and now apparently they stopped. Yeah, I didn't um, hear anything. At least this
1: one. They, they didn't do a random pairing. They didn't do any random prizes for this one. Yeah,
0: and if you're going to do a fun game like this, you cannot put top players having prizes. That That's not allowed in my opinion because it is going to bring out the people who want the money, who want to win, who want to just play. Yeah. I I wasn't expecting
2: anything when I got there or you know huh. any prizes or even anything other than the fact that he said that yeah, you'll get a 25 or $10 gift card for in-store credit basically for signing up. You know, some of your money went to the tournament, some of your money went to the the gift card, and then some of the money went into the prize pool. And then it was the whole weird prize pool thing that I thought was like, this isn't going to be a friendly tournament anymore, is it?
0: Yeah, it sounds like that wasn't. Because that wasn't in the packet or the original statement that I read that it was going to be like that. I don't remember if
2: it was or not. I'm not going to say it was or wasn't. I know I read it on Facebook. Whether or not I read it in the event description or in a post further down in the group, I,
0: I won't. Yeah. Well, I I'd been tracking this up until the point that I decided I was going to Washington, and I I was un- there was no prize specifications at that point in time, yeah. uh, so I know up until like two weeks ago they didn't have the prizes listed out. So,
2: I mean, if there's prizes on the line, like money on the line, yeah, it should be a competitive, no holes barred kind of thing, and it should be kind of stated yeah ahead of time i think i I agree if it was if if i knew going into this this was going to be a super heavy prize pool as you're going to win money's on the line kind of thing that i probably wouldn't have enjoyed i I agree i agree
0: I probably wouldn't have won either. I would yeah. have been like, hey, guys, uh, this is not the tournament for us. I, I thought this was going to be the tournament for the new guys coming in and playing. And like originally, like show Tom, the tournament scene and see if you and Alex want, or you and Evan wanted to team up. And then I, I, I wasn't able to go anymore because I had to be on call. And so I was like, well, then you guys talked it out. you were going, I'm like, yeah, this is going to be great for both of you guys. You're going to get two two new people at a new tournament, and it's going to be a fun tournament. You're going to get to meet people and play with people, and then just people squash you. Yeah. Well, some of the people squash us. Yeah. Yes. Let's go to game three here. Game let's three. Let's stop and, brooding. Yeah. <laughs> and this was a game that I told Tom, if you guys play these two guys, it's probably going to be a great match. Because Pete and Sean Sean are two of the best people in the scene that I like to play with. I've unfortunately went to a tournament that was supposed to be a more competitive tournament, and I beat the shit out of Sean with my orcs, but he was like, dude, bring it on, bring it on. I've never seen 40 orcs charge my land raider. You need to do it! Yeah. (laughs) And that's why I love playing with those guys, but go ahead.
2: Yeah, so we get... we're in the losers bracket now, and this time we're paired up, I think, not appropriately, I'm not going to call them losers, but... Uh, <laughs> um I don't know how to not say that.
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, you guys wise are both in the, the bottom of the bracket. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So,
2: yeah, we're we're at the bottom of the bracket here and we get paired up with them. We haven't won any of their, our games. They hadn't won any of their games. They show up with an orc army and the space marine army and it was like almost immediately night and day difference between the last game that we played and this one. Yeah. Because 'Cause we're just joking around and the, the TO comes up to us and just says, like, You should probably be putting models on your table, guys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I love about those two guys. It's it's just a good time at the table.
1: Yeah. It was so much fun. So they're making but like I, I come over like, Oh, so <laughs> you guys are playing. Like, what are we what are we playing against this time? Like we got uh, town and tyranids and he's like oh another towel player great <laughs> well, here you go good game it's been fun i was like yeah. oh you don't know what you're <laughs> in <laughs> yeah for. please me, man you have no idea what's about to happen for you <laughs> so, so like that was my introduction to them and it was like we started that off we start like joking around we finally started, like start setting things up and then you know we rolled off for, for for stuff we got to pick our side of the field we lost initiative yeah, it was fun. It was orcs and Space Marines versus Talon
2: Tyranid, so it was yeah. like four different, completely different armies kind of going at it together in each different strategies and everything. That'd be um, so much fun. I I started the game, I think he had a weird boy, and I said like, oh no, it's by my my ghost skill, I'm having flashbacks already.
0: <laughs> um, to Tom just destroying it turn one? Uh, to everyone destroying <laughs> it, basically. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ghost Kill.
2: (laughs) And, uh, guilty. It was just fun. It was lighthearted. We're going back and forth. We're helping each other out with rules and stuff like that. Uh, the Daka, Daka, Daka rule was, you know, I told them that my Ghost Kill is going to be minus two to hit, but because you're new codex, you're going to be able to hit it on sixes. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, and so it was, it was cool. It was fun. It was easy. It was, it was fun, which was the the, the good <laughs> right. I mean, they, word in that they, one. They
1: kicked our ass pretty good. Like, they kicked our ass pretty handily just because the way things... we just There was a lot of bad rolling on our part, too, like, throughout that tournament. Yeah. We had a lot of bad rolling. So, then, like, this match being one of those, we had... A, like I had, I had some decent rolling, but I also had a lot of bad rolling. And uh, so, it was another one of those ones where a lot of our stuff came off the field, like, before we got our first turn. But we were joking around. And so, at that point, like, it just didn't matter. Like, I was yeah. like, yeah, I have, like, you know... A third of my units are off the field right now but i'm also joking around and having fun i'm not really thinking about what's left on the field exactly those um, are the games that i live for playing 40k then and that's what the scene always used to be like i said like, one, one of my per- one of my favorite moments from that one was uh it was at the end because I was, I was me and john were just standing there just watching uh alex and and pete do their or sean i was saying there was sean alex and pete were doing their thing and uh, my hive tyrant had had finally come in in the backfield. I was able to get an objective. The next turn he moved his his guys up. I was like, and then we we're just waiting. I was like, well, I mean, if you want to charge my hive tyrant, you can charge him. No, I don't. I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, I mean, just saying, next turn I'm gonna smite him. And then i'm gonna shoot him and then i'm probably gonna charge him <laughs> he's laughing at me and then uh when i finally got my turn i i used my my two psychic moves to m- remove them from the the objective after after moving my my guy up as close as i could i i smite i used the psychic get him off the objective and as he's getting ready to take the last one off he's just looking at me like no you take it off it goes it goes away you know what you did <laughs> he's bad. just dying he's like give me a high five for that give me a high five for that
2: i love sean he's a great dude <laughs> yeah it was it was lots of fun it, to emphasize i think how bad some of our rolling was is my ghost keel got three shots in <laughs> overwatch against the a scrap jet or something that it was charging him and he nails all three shots with his fusion blaster so six oh. is for all three of them go to wound strength eight right yeah it'll be great every wound roll. God <laughs> I command pointed one of them to save it and blow the thing up, but
0: <laughs> uh, but still, that that is bad rolling. That is very bad rolling. Yeah. Uh, well, at least that game was able to redeem part of that day for you guys. Yeah. yeah. It was. Yeah. It was lots of fun and lots of joking around.
1: <laughs> at at the, towards the end of that, when we were trying to get get through our last round of stuff, the to comes over and he's like, "So, uh, what do you guys have going on?" And they're like, "We're we're we're trying to get through the last round." I not know. I like I need a score. I need like a mock score for you guys because we're we're running up. I just need to get the the, the stuff in so we can give out prizes. So I'm like, it's like, it's not like it's gonna matter for you guys. I'm yeah. Like, oh, thanks. You're, what you're trying to tell us, yeah, yeah. They
2: they can be brutally honest, Marcus and them. Yeah, it was it was like. You know, oh yeah, we'll, we'll say he's got twenty eight points and we've got twelve. Twelve. He's something. like, twelve? Yeah,
1: he like, yeah, we'll take twelve. Twelve's good. 12, we'll so we'll take twelve. I'll, we're good. We're just gonna wrap up right now. I'm gonna just pull myself off. We got twelve points. And then six. I don't remember what happened, but I
2: I just told the uh, I think it was I don't remember their name, so I was like, you go find him. You tell him twenty six. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be great.
0: Did you get twenty six?
2: No, no. Oh, I mean, okay. tell them he got twenty six to nice. twenty eight. Oh, okay. I don't remember yeah. if I killed something or what it was. But <laughs> we killed nice. something.
1: Some that happened very, very nice so out of the 14 players we took 13th yeah uh, because the one one group left
2: and <laughs> there's another group that did leave as well but they scored more points
3: than us yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: so there's a group of 39 points which i think was one of the ones that left and then there's a group of 12 points it was one of the other ones that left and so we we managed to be more than them even without our our twelve points that we got there at the end, whatever we would have gotten, we would have been in thirteenth place. So. Yeah. I'd be curious about how many people show up to these knowing
2: money's on the line and if they lose their first match, just walking okay. away. Yeah. And it's just like, well, I'm not gonna win now. So it's right. Like, I, I've
0: seen that happen at a couple of recess tournaments. There's been tournaments where like two, three people drop. I'm not gonna accuse these people of doing that. I was just yeah. curious yeah. how many
1: yeah, I mean when there are people like that out there. So and I then there's know. just people who they get to through two brutal
0: games and they're like fuck this, I'm done. I'm my day's bad. And <laughs> it's like, man, you you knew you're going into a tournament. J- don't make your day bad. Just be like, okay, let me play my last game and try to have fun. I right.
2: think that's how all four of us were at the end of uh, our yeah. third game. Mm-hmm. We're just like, we've lost three games. We were we were handedly crushed in game 2. Yeah. And we came into it, uh, we told them like, yeah, we're coming in here. We're going to double our scores. Like, what did you score last game? Two points. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. and when we, when we got to four points uh sean makes the comments and he's like hey, oh you guys got four i'm like yeah I'm it's like this. that's it we're done <laughs> let's call it <laughs> fuck yeah
0: it was it was it was it saved i think everything yeah, yeah. i think so too and i'm so glad you, that you guys got to play them and meet those two guys because they it's it just great that's why i used to like playing 40k at warhouse their tournaments they were more Fun style like that last game. Sean used to be used to be a worker at Warhost, and Warhost has since closed down their 40k and has turned into a magic shop. So that will no longer (laughs) happen, Uh, which sucks because the co-owner of Warhost is Steve, and he is the biggest orc player in Ohio. Possibly has the biggest orc army in the nation. Possibly, Um, no one else citation
2: needed. Yeah,
0: (laughs) (laughs) no one else in the orc forums has ever posted a bigger army than he has. He has like six stampas.
1: Oh, wow. Hey, he can run that detachment. He can.
0: <laughs> he always plays a fun game. His son plays. He always plays fun games, and so all the tournaments there were always that style of game. You're always playing fun, even if it was a competitive game. Everybody was joking throughout the whole store, yeah. and that's what made those so fun. And then they stopped running tournaments. So I started playing in the recess tournaments again and I played that recess newbie tournament and all the competitive people came out to that recess newbie tournament. I came out with a hinge in my list. I had a strong list. I had elitist list. It was a thousand point list. I had everything in flying transports except for one dreadnought on the field. So eighth edition, you wipe that dreadnought off the field, you lose or I lose. And so it was a newbie tournament. I was seeing how many people would recognize that and take me out. Turn one, one person did. Other people didn't, and so we kind of had back and forth, and I, I tied one game, and then I would one game, because I was helping people out, but that's the type of tournament I like to play, especially if it's supposed yeah. to be fun and newbie tournament, but then all these people come in like, hey, we're gonna come in, and play. this is a fun style tournament, not a, a normal style 1500 to 2000 point tournament. Let's bring our crazy list. Let's see what we can create crazily for this small 1000 point thing, and test it out, and then just wipe all the noobs off the board. Yeah. And it's like, how are you going to ever get other people into the competitive scene or the tournament scene? If you just keep having these competitive players wipe everybody out.
2: Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Um, I know that there are obviously more competitive lists than other things and stuff like that. I think every Tao player that wasn't me brought their rip chat, rip tie shielded with a million shield drones. Yeah. was really big. And after the second game, I don't remember which one of the guy said it. She's just like, yeah, you should bring a tied with, you know, a dozen S.H.I.E.L.D. drones. And no, I was, it was like,
1: a, uh, Ricardo. I yeah.
2: Think. And it's just like, that's not what I want to play. I should, but I don't want to do that. Yeah, I, I'm bringing a Ghost Keel. You, have you ever seen a Ghost kill? He's like, I don't even know what it does. I've never seen
0: it. It's not competitive. <laughs> yeah, and that's the crazy part. Like, and I don't know how you fix that in the scene other than, kind of be like hey you've won the last two fun tournaments you can't play in this one or shit like that or you've ranked in the top but then i don't know people will get butthurt about that but you're butthurting the noobs but with good reason like people are just going in there and not having fun and if they're not having fun what's the point of playing yeah at least tournaments But it also brings me to a point of what I've kind of been thinking about of what if we do uh, sometime in the spring or something uh, after we figure out an area, uh, a home tournament.
1: I mean, I'm always... Just have fun. Yeah.
0: We don't have to throw in money or we could do $5 if we really wanted to so the top player gets like a $20, $25 thing or we could just like 3D print a trophy. So
2: here's my weird stance on this. At the moment, the word that turns me off of that is tournament. What I thought I was going to go into... Which I don't know if this is the right expectations or not. Was I I thought I was going to show up to this Recess event and it was going to be more like a convention kind of setting. Okay. Where there wasn't, it was all going to be like fun and laughing, Mm -hmm. right? I would rather it be like a convention thing and then not really even a bracket, like a, you know, who's going to place first or something like that. Give out awards for, you know, the craziest Overwatch, or the down. most units killed from an exploding vehicle—I am down with that kind of thing. Yeah, that's something I would much more prefer rather than like who came first, who came second, yada mm-hmm. yada yada. And sure, you maybe can have like the grandiose winner who killed the most units, yeah,
0: kind of thing. But um, that would be a lot of fun actually. I've never had, a, never even thought about that.
2: Yeah, I I would much more prefer something along that style of just like just wacky awards almost
0: and see that's where i just need other people to give ideas too because i've been in this 40k competitive the well, quasi-competitive scene because i only play competitively every once in a while but and when I do play competitively, yeah. I play at recess or in these ITC tournaments and it's big competitive, so sometimes I need to get drawn back and I like that idea. Yeah,
2: it would it would be weird and you know, just a bunch of kooky things like, uh, most command points spent in turn one kind of thing. Yeah. Who can spend all their command points the fastest? <laughs> that would be a lot of fun. I would have fun with that. So that's my Don't only caveat the to the word. The
0: word tournament, tournament. It just turns me off. It's like the word moist for some people. <laughs> I don't like... Just told Alex tournament and he'll cringe. Yeah. Uh, I like the word moist because cake is
2: moist. Good it cake did, is moist. Good.
0: There's nothing wrong with the word moist, by the no. way.
1: No. Just some people are weird. Yeah, some people are weird. <laughs> oh, I like the idea. I like Alex's idea for, for setting up something like that. And, and I mean, you can... I feel like you can still do that with like a... Like, here's a, a top pry. Like, a, like, mixing that idea with like a... Quasi tournament type idea of mm-hmm. here's whatever, but like it'd be like an overall deal, probably less than less bracketed, more overall. We all played. Yeah, yeah. Like, how
0: many points did you get for each of the achievements right. you scored? Yeah,
1: that's
2: uh, I you brought up the achievement. There's I don't remember where it is. Somebody has a, an event where you score achievement points. Oh, where you place based on how many achievement points you you've earned and i can't for the life of me remember what the achievements are who did this event but i remember reading about it and i thought that is the tournament i would like to play because it's
3: it
1: is achievements well that that breaks any like competitive idea of building a list because you're building you'd have to build your list to accomplish whatever those achievements would be so like uh, if you like you said command points overwatch Melee, whatever, whatever it is, yeah, yeah, and you you're trying to get what at some point you're going to hit the achievements that your army isn't built for, and if you're built competitively there's a good chance that you're not going to be able to get to a certain point because yeah. you're, you're building yourself just to win. And if you're just trying to win, then...
2: Yeah, and the, the achievements were wacky achievements as well. It's like kill a unit with an exploding vehicle is an achievement, I think. And it's worth like 10 points. And you know whoever has the most points at the end of everything is going to be the, the quote-unquote Achieviest person yeah yeah
1: so (laughs) they've achieved the most i would love to do something like that because that breaks the whole idea of what 40ks would be yeah for me at least in my head it it, turns it into a game yeah yeah (laughs) instead of a chess match yeah and that's fun You, you gotta love fun yeah i would definitely be down
2: for that and again i'd have to look it up and where this was from i can't for the life of me remember what it was but it was the coolest idea i remember
0: hearing about (laughs) that
2: i don't remember anything else about
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right so we'll have to we'll have to plan something out to try to get that yes get that in the works
2: so sam let's uh let's let's go from the the horrible blizzard 40k event that we did not horrible though the blizzard was horrible the event was fine um to probably a more nicely snowed place no, actually,
0: there was no snow. There was no snow? Pacific Northwest does not get snow outside of the mountains. Really? In li- until you get like in uh, Canada and um is it just rain? Alaska, yeah, a lot of rain, okay. a lot of rain. It's uh a lot of the area in Washington up there, uh especially towards the Olympic Peninsula is uh temperate rainforest, so it gets a lot of rain up there. Mm-hmm. And Seattle known for its rain. So yeah, I got really lucky. I was there for like a week of fifties, and then when I went up into the mountains, there was snow on the ground. It didn't snow. But because of the amazing weather I had, it was just fucking clear and beautiful. Yeah. And I get up in the mountains and you could just see everything for miles and it was epic. But that also meant that the snow was all ice on top because it was fifty degrees and it was melting and then it was freezing at night and then it was getting up in the day and then it was starting to get to slush and melting again. So the snow was more like Ohio snow on the slopes, but it was still like of fun yeah it was just great i i've been so active in the past week and i am feeling it <laughs> i went snowboarding last saturday after doing a mountain bike around town with julie on friday just to learn bellingham a little bit more because i wasn't going backpacking i was going to be around town the entire time I Wanted want to go around town I need to get some kombucha on tap because that shit's just amazing and they brew kombucha there at the brewery so they have like the alcoholic beers and then they have kombucha has a very very minimal amount of alcohol in it it's like less than alcoholic beer or non-alcoholic beer mm-hmm. but shit's so good and so good for you i love it and on tap lavender kombucha i know it probably give you bad dreams but oh that shit is so good yeah yeah <laughs> And so we did that Friday, and Saturday it snowboarding, snowboarding. I'm used to this these slopes out here in Ohio. What we have is Boston Mills Brandywine in Ohio. The highest point there is 240 feet. I get out to Mount Baker Ski Resort in Washington. It's 1,500 fucking feet tall. <laughs> and so I'm already kind of iffy on chairlifts as it is, because as I get older, I'm getting a little bit more scared of heights. Now I'm on chairlifts that are like 150 to 200 feet in the fucking air, and they're stopping because people are fucking up. And when, I mean, when a chairlift, if someone falls at the top or fucks up at the bottom, you got to stop the entire chairlift because yeah. you can't just you let You don't want a pile over.
1: up of people? You'll no. mush them
0: over. <laughs> <laughs> Boston Mills has been bad with that, but no, on a real mountain, they don't do that. <laughs> And so, one time, I got stopped like 150 feet in the air, and I'm just looking down, and Julie wasn't with me this day, and I'm like, fuck, I'm on this bitch by myself. I really hope that like the power didn't go out, or how do they come get me if I'm stuck here? Wait, <laughs> why am I even thinking about this? Hello? Why am I making myself stressed? I
2: did the same exact thing on the 49- uh, 480 bridge here over Valley View, mm-hmm. is there was just bumper to bumper traffic just stuck. Stopped in the middle of the uh, in the middle of the bridge, and I look over to the you know my uh, right, and I see all the valley view over there. and I was like, "Wow, oh my god, I'm this high up! Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, a bridge in Italy just collapsed not <laughs> too long ago. And it's just like they're taking this one apart. It's all not
0: great. Why do we do this to ourselves? And it's all just like I'm I'm stressing out. I've never stressed <laughs> out ever when I've gone over this bridge. Yeah. I d- And, of course, on this chairlift, the longest and highest one, they don't have the bar that goes over you. Every other chairlift there, they had the bar, so I couldn't even put this over me and feel more secure, so I'm just, like, hanging my arms over the back, like, hooked around. The people behind me are like, this dude's a pussy, probably, and I'm like, yep, I'm just going to sit here, and I can't possibly fall, according to physics right now. (laughs) And then the cable snaps. (laughs) And that's when I started thinking. Uh, I have had that thought on there, it's like, what physically would happen if the chairlift's broke would everybody hit the ground or would the chair lifts have enough weight to keep tension on some of the things and i don't know you'd know better about this than i
2: i just remember going to the ix indoor amusement park probably eight years ago and getting on a ride and looking at the ride and just being like oh my god it's one bolt yeah. it's one <laughs> bolt between me and death <laughs> and it's just like i never
3: went on a ride after that well, after, after
2: you know you go to engineering school for four years and you're just like how does this thing Not explode.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Understandable. Uh, So, uh, yeah, so that was, like, scary, tense part of the adventure, but other than that, it was great. And I think I've gotten over a little bit of my fear of heights due to it, or at least more comfortable with it, I should say. mm -hmm. But it was just amazing doing these uh, runs that took, like, four or five minutes compared to, like, a minute or 30 seconds, depending on how fast you were going. Thought I broke my nose the first day for a second. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I had never snowboarded through trees, so... It was icy, like I said, and I got excited, and I saw some trees, and so I went to go try to snowboard through them. Well, you know, like, snow and ice don't start melting until the sun hits them, and trees kind of stop sun from hitting that. So I went in there, and it was icy. Shit. I go over a hump, and I didn't realize it was a drop after that, so that hump turned into a jump i landed it but then my board skidded out from under me and i face planted into the ice (laughs) so thankfully i bought a helmet because i'm like i'm going to a real mountain i might kill myself i'm gonna protect myself so i got my helmet and uh i had goggles so thankfully my head and my eyes went through the snow but my (laughs) nose did not and it just got all (laughs) cut up and it was one of those things where like your nose just gets smashed into your face and it just hurts and you don't know what's going on because it's cold too because it was just in ice and you're like all right is my nose bleeding I can't tell right now. Stick my finger up my nose. <laughs> Check if it's bleeding. Okay, it's not bleeding. Oh, wait, there is some blood in my hand, though. Oh, shit, the front of my nose is bleeding because I scratched it all up. I come out, Julie just looks at me. Did you break your fucking nose? <laughs> no, I thought I did, but I don't think I did. We'll find out later. <laughs> it's one of the things where you like you put your
2: hands in the snow, you pull your face up, and you see your nose still in the snow. It's yeah. just like... Oh, no.
0: (laughs) I am not Michael Jackson. My nose does not detach. But, uh, it it was just great. Like, there were so many runs that I was able to do. I, I feel like I'm so much more confident on my board now. Uh, I went snowboarding three days because there was a bus that would take you from Bellingham up to the mountain. On Monday, I actually rode with the Special Olympics team, so I was on the special bus. It was pretty fucking sweet. Dude. Sweet. Right where you belong. Yeah, dude, it was so cool, actually. with the, uh, There are people of all different ages, and they are on this, this Special Olympics ski team. They originally didn't have a bus going, but I went up to the owner of the bus, and I was like, hey— How can I get up to the mountain on Monday? Because I want to go snowboarding on Monday. My sister's working. He's like, dude, just come up here. I run into the Special Olympics bus. Just give me $10. I'll get you up there. And I was like, sweet. And so I'm riding with these guys up the mountain and girls. And they're just like doing sing-alongs and things. And there's these two younger kids who just, I don't know if they could talk, but they just talk to themselves in this weird language. And they keep cackling up. So I'm like, whatever it is, it's fucking hilarious. And every time I get around like happy, mentally handicapped people, I'm just like, this just seems like bliss. I know their life is very hard, but that they can have this like happiness and bliss in this moment of this tough life is amazing. And I love seeing that. So that was a cool thing to do. I don't know. It it was just great seeing that and then snowboarding with them and seeing people who you don't think are capable of things. Sometimes being so much more capable than I would ever be. on skis. (laughs) I can't do the shit they were doing (laughs) and they're going through these gates and things. And it was really cool. Yeah. Nice. Uh, But, I was able to do a couple of cool things. Like I, I went into my first half pipe and tried to do that, failed at it miserably. So <laughs> I, I decided I was not gonna do that anymore until I became a, a little bit more of an intermediate rider. Uh I did find a chute that went through trees, which a chute's kind of like a bowl of ice, but like you could go down it. Um mm-hmm. and so it's kinda like a half pipe, but much shorter. Um, Side to side And so I was able to do that a little bit Got good at my turning Did a few jumps I felt confident about that It was just a good time A great time snowboarding But then uh, Sunday I also went mountain biking The day after I went snowboarding on this 1500 foot mountain For the first (laughs) time Well it's bigger than 1500 feet But from parking lot to peak it's 1500 And so I went mountain biking And my sister's boyfriend wasn't home yet But he was coming home later that day But he's like oh yeah have Sammy ride my mountain bike So Julie gets me set up. She's like, All right, now just be careful with this. It was like, This, this my own bike costs like more than my car is worth right now. I'm like, Fuck. Why did you tell me that? Don't tell you me you that. Not tell <laughs> me these things. Like, I'm riding a multi thousand dollar bike right now. <laughs> (laughs) Sammy does not need to know that this bike costs more than his life. (laughs) And so, uh, you get it back, you're like checking it for scratches, make sure all the bolts are still shiny. (laughs) Oh, just wait. She's like,
2: this bike costs a lot of money. Guess I'm buying a skateboard.
0: (laughs) So, uh, I'm not a mountain biker. I've done it like three times with my sister and her boyfriend, and they've always taken me on harder trails than I probably should have been on. Once again, that's how it goes. I go with my sister and her boyfriend's brother, Alan. And we have to get up this mountain first, of course, which that's the fucking brutal part. Uh, and I, my thighs and my calves are just burning like a motherfucker from doing snowboarding the day before but i'm like i can't be a pussy i can't i can't not do this because i'm on vacation i need to push myself i need to like set new goals for myself so this is gonna be my goal i'm gonna bike up a goddamn mountain today and so i've been reading a lot of mountaineering books and like survival books and like they all talk about just set a mini goal and get to that rock or whatnot so at one point i'm going up the street i'm like i'm gonna get that parked car Okay, I got that one. Now I'm getting to that parked car. And I got there, but I wasn't very happy. Julie's, like, giving me suggestions on the bike and whatnot. I'm like, Julie, all right, I, I can't even hear you right now. I'm just concentrating in my head. I'm breathing. I, I can't hear you right now. Let me just get there. Get up to the top of the mountain and julie had given me pointers like use mostly your back brake because if you use your front brake you can end over you can fly over it. Yeah. and so we get to the top of the mountain and we get to the real mountain bike trail that goes down like the obstacles and everything and julie turns to alan who mountain bikes since he was 10 and knows a lot of shit and she's like any pointers for him before we go down he's like well a good misconception is that uh the back brake is more useful than the front brake seventy five percent of your controls with the front brake you should really ease on the back brake and use that more blah 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 and i'm like and, and he starts talking about if you use the back brake more you'll start fishtailing things like that and i'm like oh i did that you're making sense right now i should still use the back brake but maybe ease <laughs> up and start using the front brake so
2: well, everything you're describing is everything that's talked about in motorcycling <laughs> yes. as well and when i did my motorcycle trip through the back mountains and stuff like that Boy, are you in for a surprise
0: if you start using the front brake? Oh, yeah. So, and I'm, I get this information right before going downhill. Finally starting to go downhill. In the obstacles. So, this area was a logged area, but they turned the logged area into like trails because there's obviously dirt paths and all this mm-hmm. bullshit left over from the logging. And so they turned it into mountain bike trails. So, we're going down this. There's a lot of brush and dumb shit everywhere. So, I'm like already scared about falling. But I make it through all these obstacles, but then we get to a steep part. I'm easing on my brake, and then I get faster, and I think I freaked. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, he said 75% of control with the front brake. And I squeezed it a little bit, and I hit a bump, and then, instinct, squeeze it all the way. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Alan's actually riding behind me because he went to go take a piss or something, and so he caught up to me, and so then I get scared about that, too. I'm like, oh, this really good dude's behind me. He's, like, right on my ass. If I fuck up, he's gonna hit me or something. So I just get anxious, and I, I just cringe and I just grab that front brake and I go fucking over and my face my head just hit the fucking ground thankfully the helmet took the brunt force my hip hits the ground scrapes up my hip and my elbows I jump up Alan's immediately like oh my god dude is your back okay your back just like touched or like your feet almost touched your head I'm like dude is the bike okay can you check this bike right now please tell me this bike is okay you are the expert
2: but I did it so <laughs> See, he's not he doesn't have his legs he's yeah. like is the bike okay
1: <laughs> it suddenly reminded me of our game with with uh with sean and pete where he goes this is this is pageo and he goes this is my lieutenant i'm like is his name dan <laughs> no thanks <laughs> i said and sean laughing for a while on that one. oh that'd be great but
0: yeah so alan's <laughs> just like Dude, dude, you sure you're okay? Give it a minute. Give it a minute. And I'm like, no, dude, check this bike. But I I fell so gracefully that the bike ended up in repair position upside down on its seat in the handlebars. <laughs> so thank God that happened. It didn't go in the brush or any of the fucking logged wood shit. And Oh, it, it was just one of those moments. But and then he's freaking out. And we check the bike, everything's good, get going, and then Julie's further up the trail, like, half a mile up the trail, maybe a quarter mile, like, waiting to take a picture, and she takes this great picture of, like, I was riding through with the sunlight coming down, and I just look at her, you missed the best picture you could have got. She's like, what? I fucking end over it. And she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> so, you get one bit of advice, and then you get a good bit of advice from an expert. You think that's great, and you should start doing it, but don't take the expert advice when you're a beginner. <laughs> that is what I have found out. Yeah,
2: I... Again, uh, we, we did our, our mountain riding on our bikes, our, our motorcycles through Pennsylvania this past summer, and... In the, in the process, I don't know how dif- – I'm assuming it's going to be almost as difficult, if not more difficult, than mountain biking with a 400, 500-pound motorcycle underneath you, trying to keep that under control, going down rocky, gravelly, muddy slopes and up them. But boy, if you touch the front brake – the thing is about the front brake and rear brake thing is the front brake – does more braking and you technically have more control and everything yada 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 but the rear brake is so much more forgiving if you screw up if you lose your back tire if you start to fishtail mm-hmm. it's so much easier to correct and lay the bike down if you're going to have a crash with the rear brake as opposed to hitting the front brake and then going end over end and then you're going to total the bike Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. it's just it,
0: exactly and it's one of those things that I was just worried about this bike <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because that's what I in my head someone gives me a monetary value of something that is not mine and i'm like i'm gonna fucking break this yeah i
2: don't know i'm assuming with mountain bike you're mostly standing up on most for most of the time it feels somewhat unnatural when you're on a motorcycle to do that but that's the biggest thing i can say is if you're doing any trail riding stand up on your bike it one protects your nutsack (laughs) two you have more control over the bike
0: (laughs) you're oh protect the boys (laughs) your legs are effectively shocks at that point yes
2: (laughs) your legs your arms you, you just have so much more control.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so that was uh, my mountain biking experience in Washington. And other than that, other than the snowboarding, which was just, I can't say enough, was just fucking amazing and beautiful. Like, being up in the mountains in the clear sky, I couldn't have asked for better. I'd rather that it was that type of snow, icy and clear sky, than powder for my first time because I was just able to see all that. And there's points I was going down the mountain and I was like, it's so fucking beautiful here oh, fuck, I'm on a goddamn board. I need to pay attention to what I'm doing so I don't go off a cliff. Because even though, like, there are beginner runs and whatnot, their beginner runs are, like, our intermediate runs here. And there were places where you would literally go off a cliff if you went the wrong way. And so I had a... Even on their lift ticket, it says, understand, this is a mountainous environment, and your life is not
1: guaranteed. Uh, I mean, even even in... uh, For Boston Mills and Brandywine, I remember they used to have that on... uh, Similar things to that on there is, like, the liability deals. Oh, yeah. and
0: I just never had, like, a 2,000-foot cliff I could fall uh, off. Right, right, yeah.
2: <laughs> but a $2,000 bicycle. <laughs> <Exactly>. More worrying. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Oh, mountain biking is way more dangerous than snowboarding, 100%. Oh, yeah. You're because going probably at least 20 miles an hour at uh, average speed, whereas with my snowboarding, I got up to 33.5 miles an hour on my fastest run. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really fast, but my average speed was, like, 15. Yeah. And so, when... I'm connected to the thing at least, I feel more comfortable. When I'm not connected, I feel less comfortable because that could go out from under me. I don't have, it, like with a snowboard, I could put my feet down the mountain and stop. But with a bike, I can't throw that bike down the mountain and hope it stops me. <laughs> I'm going to run into it and then I'm going to get tangled up in
1: it and we're going to both be tumbling. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't you? But at least you would cushion it and and there'd be less damage to the bike. True. Very true.
2: When I took my motorcycle class, they teach you how to fall off a motorcycle, basically, as best they can.
0: <laughs> In snowboarding, you pretty much, if you want to learn how to stop, you learn how to fall gracefully. Yeah. So that's where that comes into play. Falling with that isn't that bad once you learn how to do it. Yeah. My story
1: taught me how to, you know, fall. Fly. Yeah, yeah. It's falling. <laughs> yeah, flying. It's, it's just falling with style. Exactly. Yeah. And I did that a lot. <laughs> when I crashed my motorcycle, there was
3: no style. <laughs>
0: uh, actually, before I go on to the fishing and my last day in Washington, funny you say that because I went snowboarding uh, not yesterday, but Friday because it snowed in Ohio while I was gone. And so I wanted to try out the actual powder that we had here in Ohio, even though it was only a little bit of it. And I went snowboarding and I, I was so much more confident. So we went to Brandywine and I'm like, I'm going to do some of these jumps because my third day on the hill or the mountain. In Washington, I started doing jumps and learning how to ollie off the top of jumps and then land them only small ones so boston mills i was like okay let me try the small ones then i got too much speed and went for one of the small ones that was a little bit deeper on the other side or i guess taller on the other side of the um jump and i got like 10 feet of air and my tailbone hurts right now (laughs) (laughs) i think i would have broken my tailbone had the tail of my snowboard not hit the ground first i'm pretty sure my tailbone would be broken yeah Mm -hmm. so i am gonna get butt pads (laughs) (laughs) because now i'm getting into i'm more confident as a rider and i want to try some of these things so i need to protect myself even more because my spine has been injured before and i need to make sure i don't injure that again yep yeah so i was flying and falling with style yesterday or two days ago (laughs) and it hurts (laughs) i'm sure it does but uh my last day in washington full day uh i i got to go fishing finally because i was i could have gone fishing but snowboarding was so cheap in comparison to what i thought it was going to be even for the bus ride up it was only like $70 $70 to get up there and snowboard for six hours on this amazing mountain so I dedicated my time to snowboarding finally got to go fishing and it was beautiful fishing on this lake in in, in Washington and unfortunately there was a lot of ice around the rim of the lake because by the time I was leaving it was starting to get into the 30 degrees so there's that thin layer of ice so you can't fly fish on top of ice found like a 20 foot area without ice and i started fishing there didn't catch anything but it was just so beautiful to see some mountains reflecting off the water and the clouds that were coming and reflecting off the water and just a really good time to reflect on life it, it, it was great really spiritual for me and then went back and we got to hang out with one of my favorite dudes that i've ever met in my life jay good this guy used to fly with my sister's boyfriend over in afghanistan And he had a cabin up in Alaska. So when we went up to Alaska, we met up with this dude up in Alaska. And I had never realized it. Austin, my sister's boyfriend, only knew him for like literally three weeks before we met him up in Alaska. And he brought us into his cabin, had us stay at his cabin, left us with the keys to his cabin, which at that point was just a drill and a uh, plyboard to put over the door. <laughs> uh, but it like, entrusted us with all this shit. And I didn't know that he only like knew Austin for a few weeks at this point. And
2: were they in the military together? Yeah. You'd be surprised at how strong exactly. in the and military and that Bond could be formed. And really that's
0: what kind of was reinforced for me. Well, they weren't in military, but they were contracted for the government. Yeah, And <clears throat> so just really amazing to how close of a connection you could get with that. And uh, got to meet up with them in Bellingham again, and we went out. We did some virtual reality, because they'd never done virtual reality before. <laughs> and my sister had this 30 minutes free of virtual reality, so we all got some oculuses, put them on, and started playing around, which was really cool seeing people who have never done that play with it. Like, non-tech people, like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, yeah. they were climbing buildings, jumping off of it, playing all different types of games. So that was really cool to see. And then we went to a uh, pinball arcade, and we... They had this competitive Pac-Man machine. It was four-player Pac-Man, and the goal wasn't to get the fruit or anything. It was to eat the other players and outlast everybody else. And he had to play like eight rounds. Everybody who wanted to play put in 50 cents, so it was only $2. And the game was like... 10 minutes long because you had to get through every 8 rounds and it it depended on who was alive last and so if the game kept going and kept going it it just went on and on and so we eventually just started doing rotations whoever died first rotated out and someone rotated into their Uh spot and I've never had so much fun with Pac-Man that was so cool But after that, we just start hitting up all these places around town for all this random food. We go to this dumpling restaurant, I guess. It was more of like a shop with some tables in it. And they had kind of had things to cook in the back. But it was more – it was just like they had a shop and then they put cooking gear in it and then put the cash register on a table at the front and you could go in and order dumplings. And then they had – a record machine on the side with a whole, like, wall of LPs you could just go DJ on records yourself and put them on. And I've never seen that before. It was pretty sweet. They had Elvis. We were about to play some Elvis, and then we realized it was only Christmas tunes. And we're like, we're not doing this bullshit. Did I tell you about
2: my experience, me and my brother... At, with the jukebox at one place? I don't think so. All right, so to interject here, we went out to a pizza place, and they had a jukebox there. And we, we asked my mother, "Is hey, can you give us a buck for the jukebox? We'll put some songs on, stuff like that. She's like, sure, whatever. Get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Gave us the buck, and we we're going through the songs. And then all of a sudden, I don't remember who it was. It was either me or my brother, <laughs> decided that, oh, oh, no, we're going to just do Christmas music in Jan- or not january in like june or july whenever this is and we we put like a buck in and we select all the christmas songs and we sit down and the first song comes on and my mother looks at us and she's like what did you do i
3: <laughs> I'm you just like
2: we're like <laughs> and she's like there's gonna be 12 minutes of christmas music mm-hmm. now anyways that's how
0: it goes but yeah so it was cool we we hit a bunch of places up on the town uh sat down had some really good conversation because these guys they've been in the working with the government before and whatnot and when the government shut down so we just had some really good conversation about the state of the united states state of the world and it's really cool talking to some really experienced older people because austin's probably about 10 years older than me jay good's maybe 10 years older than him and then jay good brought a couple of his friends from seattle too and so it was just a good time with really good conversation no one was like no dude your beliefs aren't wrong it was all like oh yeah let me listen to what you think about this let me interject what i think about this and like when we were talking the other day yes. just really good back and forth conversation no conversation. debate no nothing with that just good old conversation none of us are going to be the winner <laughs> and it was such a great way to end the trip and like i'm just drinking my kombucha they're having a couple of beers austin really doesn't drink so he's just sitting there like with me and just very cognitive and it, it it was just a great time and very enjoyable trip very spiritual uh, sp- very spiritual I, I really needed it and it was great yeah great start to 2019 so there's my rant
1: <laughs> so let's go to the news all right. De- First ne- the weather. Ne-
3: ne-
2: ne- ne- What's the weather like out there, Tom?
1: Oh, well, the weather today is uh, snowy, with the chance of more snow, uh, some lake effect snow, and then uh, maybe maybe some 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 nighttime snow, <laughs> followed by cold.
0: <laughs> yep, that's how it goes. And uh, yeah, that's actually why my blood bowl game just got canceled. <laughs> So, yep, I get to stay in today, maybe All do right. some snowboarding later, and nice. maybe go to dinner later. Maybe. Uh, but, yes, so we are in the snow. That is the weather report today. Yes. Some people call it a snowpocalypse. I
1: think they forget no, no, that no, this I, is
0: I, Ohio weather and what it used to look like before global warming really started
1: heating up over the last years. <laughs> I mean, I was in I was in Buffalo for snowpoc- for, for the snowpocalypse. Yeah, you've that seen was, the real shit. <laughs> well, I, I got to see the wall of snow because it wasn't that bad where I lived, but then, like less than a mile away from work there was just a wall of snow and one of my coworkers got snowed in for 3 days <laughs> to interject again
2: <laughs> uh my wife and i we took a anniversary trip up to buffalo one year and we get up there we get to the hotel park lake effect comes in dumps 8 inches of snow like in an hour yeah and It's just starting to finish up. I was looking at the weather, and we decided we're going to go out to dinner and everything like that. And we're walking out of the hotel room, and there's people from somewhere south. I don't know where. They had a southern accent. And just like, you going out in the snow? And I was just like, yeah, we're going out. We're going to go to dinner. He's like, you're crazy. I was like, we're from Cleveland. (laughs) (laughs) And the the people uh, behind the reception desk was just like, yeah, I understand.
1: (laughs) There's a good restaurant around the corner. It was a good restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, there's some good food over there. Yeah, the buffalo just gives a lot more like effect because it's literally coming off of all of the lakes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At that point. But okay, yeah, so news corner. Uh, I, this might sort of interest you, Alex. Oh, and people. peak my interest. So there's a, me. There's an app that has been kick-started. It's uh, Dizd? Dizzed, D-I-Z-E-D. At least it wasn't jizzed. Yeah, well, yeah, they, they probably jizzed themselves after it got kickstarted. Um, so <laughs> the <way this> program, <laughs> uh, that was a good one. I, could, I couldn't keep a straight face during that. <laughs> I was ready to just keep going. You guys started laughing. I'm like, "All right, cool. Go ahead." Um, so yeah, so it did get kick- it did get kickstarted, met its goals, and uh, the way this app is supposed Ooh. to work is it's trying to take the facts and actual like rule book and YouTube tutorials and kind of put them all into one app and and make it so like if you wanted to play a game and you're now you don't want to actually read the book you want to just see an interactive tutorial for playing Mm -hmm. your game or if you had questions for it you could probably make it through and, and and consult this app but it's trying to help you with rules for board games and such except it's not it's not a free as far as i can tell it is not going to be a free app so you'll be like okay you bought your game here's like an extra i don't know i'm throwing out a number here but we're gonna say three dollars for this a service service yeah for for the service but for that particular game mm-hmm. i'm assuming it's gonna be like per game not just like a Maybe maybe they'll interact with a subscription later on that'll let you go through all of them but yeah it's that's the way it is and then i was looking through their kickstarter and in their kickstarter they're for like two thousand dollars you can have them build an interactive tutorial for your video for your game <laughs> if you pay them two thousand dollars holy cow I'm like who's I don't know that that's really gonna last. I don't think they've <laughs>
2: learned how much. Board game publishers make. It's right, right. That's not what a lot thought of money. Was.
0: Yeah, that's what my thought was. Uh. I think they really need to campaign for GW to jump on this bus because we need the facts, we need the books, we need everything all in one repository. <laughs> yes,
1: yes. Yeah,
0: <laughs> they should do that.
2: Yeah, I know there's a couple of board game companies out there already that have in the rule books youtube links mm-hmm. this is like here go here and it's our guys teaching how to play the game and i think
0: it's one of the best ways to do it like for yeah. dead men tell no tales i read the rule book on the plane so i wasn't as quite as fresh in it when we played the other day but i, I watched a youtube video and everything started making sense after that because yeah. there's a lot of systems in that game and there are a lot of simple systems but they make a complex game yeah and so trying to interact all those systems it kind of confuses you at first especially first play through youtube is amazing for sitting down, watching, this is how you play your turns, and learning how to play the game and see it. Because I I learn much better seeing than I do just reading. Yeah, right. Yeah, I
2: know there's – there. I don't remember who it was. Um, there's a publisher out there that started doing uh, tutorials for their games because they found people were just going online and looking at tutorials for them anyways. Mm. And they're like, might, might as well just have us make the, the tutorial for the game. It costs us – Nothing to time. probably do, yeah, right. and you know with that, it's on it's on their their channel. They get their advertising. You'll go to that channel. You'll see like, oh, there's other games here. What how does this one play? You click it. You watch how it's played. You'd be like, I'm gonna pick up that game. Yeah, and yeah. so that's that's what they they are starting to do. I love so, it. While I see that this is a good thing, I don't know how much traction it's going to get.
1: Yeah. As as I looked more into it, I was like, I, the, in the initial thing of like, oh, cool, this is going to help you play, make it a little bit easier to play games. And I'm looking more into it. I'm like, I, I don't. It's a little cumbersome. Yeah, it's cumbersome. And I'm not going to pay you for the rule book that I basically already have or for a YouTube video that I can go look up. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I, I imagine that their, their funding portion of it is going to. Probably tank that app.
0: Yeah, like uh, the best way I think would be able to take it is have it be crowdsourced, but have a reviewer and have ads. Yeah, and make yeah. make your money off the ads oh, because yeah. if you make it free and you make it crowdsourced, a lot of people are going to feed into it. Mm-hmm. And if you make enough money off the ads to be able to pay a few people to review all that, make sure all the content that's being added is correct. Uh, I think it would be much better. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. As long as the the publishing companies for the games don't step in to have some sort of an issue. Oh, way to go. Okay. Gave me a goddamn link with the video. Right, so that's the way GameSpot is. <laughs> Sounds like Xbox. <laughs> it was. Uh, that's just why I, I mute my computer anymore when we do these. But yeah, I, I don't know that that's... It, it comes down to, to how publishing companies interact with that type of a source because they could be mad that you're using their property or something. They can... Fair yeah. use It sometimes doesn't always... Work, work the best
2: yeah. yeah i don't know that many board game publishers who have an issue with youtube videos and stuff yeah. like that and i know the rules side of it having a physical rules document will be the thing that's going to be more controversial yeah
3: yeah
0: if anything i don't know i don't know how Battlescribe stays alive but i know it is community sourced mm-hmm. and gw has not taken them out yet they've taken out everybody else who put their rules out there and Scribes is the most complete set of rules, too, that I have found, personally, at least for Android. And they're able to have it, so I don't know how that works, yeah. and GW hasn't taken them out. But if that's somehow working, I think you'd be able to make that concept for uh, overall board games. Yeah, probably. But you know what else you don't know how, how it works? A lot of things. Uh, magnets? Oh, wait, no, Mag- the Juggalos taught me how those work. Uh, <laughs> magic.
1: That's yeah. magic. Yeah. I was, I was thinking, I was thinking, a uh, video game building, like building characters in a in a video game. Oh, I don't know how to do that. Uh, exactly. That's why you didn't put Stanley in World of Warcraft. I did not. <laughs> that is pretty sweet. Is he an NPC or is he a PC? No, Does he's somebody... just cameoing. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, so uh, so you walk up and he's like, it always fits. <laughs> excelsior <laughs> uh yeah so uh it, in the world of warcraft games they have added a number of different characters of like like uh you can find robin williams in in the world of warcraft game somewhere um it's and, a little tombstone yeah it's just that, like as these things happen they kind of they put certain people and say so they, they added stanley so he's, just, uh, he's a little character that kind of walks around he says excelsior and i think he makes some other comments but uh, pretty. it's pretty pretty simple It's nothing nothing crazy just uh, another uh, way to, to go immortalize a, a person it'll be Do a crazy you think one think they needed to get permission from
2: like the stanley estate to put him in there or is it just like a it's this is now like
1: it's, it's a caricature so i don't yeah, I, mean, I i don't know that it would be cuz he did, it's not like he voices it. it's not like there's voice any voice it. or anything yeah. it's just a, a model that has a similar look and uh, was wearing you know world of warcraft armor on him so he's not like a one-for-one yeah. stan lee yeah i don't even know if you can
0: legally
2: if there's any protection against that i, 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 I imagine, think
1: that
0: falls under parody laws
2: yeah probably
1: yeah probably it probably falls under parody laws it's one of those things it's like uh it it definitely is better for you if you were to go to like the stanley estate for in this example yeah. to be like hey is it okay if we do this yeah but they could also probably get away with just doing it yeah Plus, once it's up, and people are like, "Oh my god, what asshole is going to be like? Take that out of your game. Well. <laughs> we, don't want, we don't want, we don't want people who love our, who love Stanley to, to be able to see him in a video game. Uh, you'd be surprised. I know
2: people like oh. the Tolkien estate have like, oh, oh I, yeah, I know, I nuts, know there's, so.
1: yeah, I know there are some, but uh certain characters like like stanley being as public uh, a figure as he was and very much like in love with the fans Mm -hmm. and in love with his own fame uh having him immortalized in a video game like that (sighs) is something that i could see them be like yeah okay yeah (laughs) he would he'd be
0: fine with that yeah i wonder when the day is going to come if warcraft survives that people don't know who that guy is anymore (laughs) yeah (laughs) probably is already starting to happen actually with the younger generations it could. But, I mean, he's such an iconic figure in our generation. Yeah. Like, every, even if you don't like comics, like, me and you, we're not comic people, Alex. No. But
1: we know who the fuck Stan Lee is. I know, yeah, <laughs> I know
2: who Spider-Man is, and I know who Stan Lee is. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Because Stan Lee's name's on Spider-Man. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, it'll it'll come around, I'm sure, at some point. Um, there'll, there'll always be some people who kind of remember him because of the... the as long as the, the comics are still around, if you still have that, because his name will always be attached to it. Uh-huh. Um, but, and I like those people. The people who are really interested in my learn the backstory like oh stanley who's stanley oh he's this crazy old guy that did all this cool stuff yeah yeah uh speaking of some of his cool stuff loki uh, the loki series that will be on the disney plus app coming out with some more images and um it sounds like it's gonna be a little different so it sounds like so they're they're getting the characters from the mcu so the you know tom hiddleston playing loki uh uh, the olsen sister that does uh scarlet witch when wanda maximoff uh Oh, you have falcon and the winter soldier are going to get a show those cat all those guys are coming back to in some way shape or form more gals coming back uh it sounds like tom hiddleston's going to be the narrator for the show but it's going to be a young loki and the uh past of of all the crazy schemes that loki's been trying to so when he was evil evil well loki's loki is never evil he's, well, yeah. he's never inherently he is a trickster and he's always trying to like make fun and just all of his stuff goes awry and then and it creates usually chaos the, that yes, causes damage yes usually goes awry in the worst fashion
0: <laughs> so he's a god of chaos
1: inherently he's not a god of evil he's a god of lies and tricks so it's it's a weird yeah. situation to be in gray area yeah uh, and then they they recently like retconned his backstory for the MCU on on a website like an official website where he was the the staff was actually mind controlling him when he was in Avengers and so he wasn't. He wasn't doing the evil things necessarily because he wanted to. So know, it's, because it's the, the
2: worth, ring of power, the yeah, staff.
1: Basically. Interesting. Yeah.
0: It's so weird how they, they retcon all that shit all the time. Oh, I have do. no clue
1: about it, but you always tell me, and I'm like, man, they really oh, I can, just yeah, went left field. There's some yeah, There's, some, there's some crazy retconning that happens in the comics and now apparently in the movies as well. I mean, you get a little bit more of that when they do a movie that has, like, the Winter Soldier's backstory and how, how he killed... Uh, Stark's dad and mom For Civil War You find that out but like before that you're like Oh his parents died okay (laughs) He was a rich orphan I wonder if he went over DC and killed Batman's parents in that alley Maybe I, I'm really, I'm really waiting for the theory that Batman killed his own parents. To he's come the through.
2: Orphanator,
1: <laughs> the, orphan the Orphanator. The <laughs> Orphanator. I will, I will make all the superheroes by kill, killing their <laughs> parents. How many parents do you think he had to kill before he creates creates a superhero, though? <laughs> or a super villain? Or a super villain? Yeah.
2: Do you think he kills off the one parent in every Disney movie? <laughs> <laughs> he's the one who killed Bambi's mom. He, he's the mostly
1: Orphanator. <laughs> Oh, these guys are heroes. That's going to be my transition here. <laughs> <laughs> sure how gonna this one. <laughs> these guys are my heroes. Uh, over at Awesome Games Done Quick, uh, they finished this. At this point, they finished it like two weeks ago. But they finished their charity and they raised over $2.3 million. Nice. Uh, going to the Prevent Cancer Foundation. Hell yeah. Good uh, cause. They were almost at 2.4. They're the I think the figure in this one says two two million three hundred and ninety five thousand five hundred and fifty three dollars is what this says and is that just for that one week uh, yeah they, so it's a, they run a 24 hour seven day marathon yep and in that week that is what they they raised um i bought a couple shirts which put four dollars for e- uh, for each shirt towards uh, the foundation because they team up with the yeti dot uh, com and they do a lot of uh they work with a lot of artists and they create some video game like a lot of what I see are video game esque uh, t shirts mm-hmm. in there and they cre- they had a couple really cool ones that I picked up nice and then they for the the marathon they they have the kill the animals save the animals and unfortunately the kill the animals won this time because they they end it with uh, Super Metroid and obviously in a speed run your goal is to do it a hundred or whatever your whatever the stipulation is but in the fastest time possible. Mm-hmm and saving the animals will always cost you extra seconds because you have to go backwards to open up the thing to let them out uh Uh, so usually in an actual speed run you just let the animals die but canon says you're supposed to let the animals out at the end of that game because then they survive and they carry on to the next one you see a separate Uh, rocket come out right yep yeah so the uh they they run they run a a, um Uh, wage a a war that they wage with uh, donations of like if you wage enough they'll have to go and save the animals otherwise they kill them and so they more often than not kill the animals wins unfortunately for, for like the last like Three hours. It's just like kill the animals, save the animals, kill the animals. Back and forth. We don't give a fuck about nature or life. Eat the animals. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, I vote for that one. <laughs> um, they they do archive all those speed runs, and it, there's some really good ones if you ever get the chance to go and watch. They ran. Uh, they did a, a Super Mario Odyssey run. Uh, was one of well, I think it was the second to last run that they did, and. They collected like 500 of those moons. They did the darker the darker side of the moon. So you, you have the dark side of the moon is like one of the last levels and there's yeah. a harder section of that is the darker side of the moon. And our darkest side of the moon, something like that. And so they did that. <laughs> the second peak <Pete> played the album. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they did something, they did that and he was like racing to get to this this one point and they just kept making jokes and they're having fun and they like they start a a thing in the twitch chat of like let's do a five dollar train put five dollars down and he's like i'm gonna beat you i'm gonna beat you twitch chat i'm gonna get get to the end of this thing before you can reach this goal i'm gonna do it oh shit they made the goal all right looks like i'm racing against the two million dollar mark can you do it (laughs) and nice. the fucking the, the speedrunner missed like loses to, to speed to the twitch chat and stuff like the way they interact the the commentary cool. they had i watched uh sonic the hedgehog one that was fucking great like it was they just went to all kinds of stuff like usually it's like be quiet for the speedrunner so that way they can concentrate on their stuff like the speedrunner's like no we're not being quiet be loud be noisy cheer make noise if you think something's scary yeah. like do whatever mm-hmm. and it was like there's just so many characters that they get on there and it's awesome that's good yeah. that could be fun because i'm
0: not really into watching the speedruns but if there's interaction in it oh yeah that that, the, that that could be
1: a lot of fun awesome games done quick and summer game games done quick they do in front of a, a live audience like it's a it's a big charity event they they sell tickets and stuff they they sell out a hotel damn um they're actually uh awesome games done quick is going to orlando next year um and they, they i think they already moved the summers game done quick i don't remember where that one's gonna be but they they sell badges and all that shit getting so it's bigger like, and bigger and they have like they have a little arcade section that they bring in they set up in one of the the conference rooms and stuff like it's it's a legit like con at this point i would say that's always sweet yeah. that is sweet <laughs> on the same vein of charity there was um a couple of uh, twitch streamers with one Fortnite streamer i guess he's been having some some hard times making ends meet because like his girlfriend does has her job and she helps and he kind of quit his job to go full-time into the streaming business which can work out well if you like once you build up something you can start getting money whatnot but um if you go full-time you can hopefully make more money and so that's where he was at and one of his friends a fellow streamer who apparently had already put money in uh, bitcoin like way early on Mm -hmm. before it became garbage like it is currently yeah, uh, he made a ton of money off of Bitcoin, so he was actually able to do this and wasn't really affecting him. But he uh, he donated seventy five thousand dollars to his friend on the Twitch stream, and his friend thought he was just being trolled. Like I, I would have thought that it. his friend looks at it and he's like, first he's like, oh whatever. He goes Twitch, goes over to the, the PayPal thing, and he's looking at the number, and he's like, holy fuck, <laughs> and freaks out on stream. We're going to Disney. <laughs> We're um, doing this. Yeah. And like this, uh, the the streamer who got the money had taken part in a uh, like a Fortnite. Um Competition and had won like tournament, tournament. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, tournament. <laughs> I don't. I, the word gives me PTSD. I don't want to talk about it. We're moving away from that word. But yeah, he was in the Fortnite tournament and had won uh thirty thousand dollars in that tournament. But had to use a good, uh, about half of it to pay for a new car because his car was kind of garbage. Just trying to get to that tournament. Yeah. So, but that was really cool for him to to help out his friend. That is uh, cool and. I read a
0: bit of the article, and I like uh, the streamer who got the money, Exotic Chaotic. stood up and lost his shit and screamed, dude. What is that shit <laughs> while spinning around? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's how you react to $75,000. I don't know. I've, right. I've never had that opportunity. <laughs> right, I yeah. mean,
2: what you someone should wants? see me how I react when I find a $20 in my pocket. <laughs> exactly. I'm just like, yes, yes, go to Disney. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> um, he, he does say that he wants to make sure he, he uses the money responsibly. He has all plans to do that. So it's not like he's going out to blow it. So. <laughs> That's a good thing. Oh. Don't spend it on blowing hookers,
0: right? Because right. then your girlfriend will leave you, and you might not make any more money. <laughs> right? Yeah,
1: you yeah. then you have to make the the, the rent right payment by yourself. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Upside, you can get a small house now. <laughs> uh, true, true, <laughs>
1: very true. Uh, suddenly, you're in an apartment. You go to a flat. <laughs> Everything's cheaper. There's also no walls. Got to break away from that contract sometimes. <laughs> and
2: then you go from that to the backseat of a car. <laughs> you yes.
1: know who else is breaking away from contracts? Bungie.
3: Yeah.
2: Bungie
1: has separated from Activision. So um, Bungie, uh, I guess backstory would be Bungie was their own company for a while. They ran some hard times. Uh, Microsoft bought them up. They got We got Halo out of that. But Bungie never owned Halo or any of their IPs that they would have created under Microsoft. So they finally were able to get out of Microsoft's greedy hands. And then uh, that's when we got Destiny. And Destiny was produced through Activision. And it never really made the amount of money that Activision wanted. It just didn't do the numbers they were looking for. And uh, they've since they now have split Activision sites that they want to focus on their own owned IP projects mm-hmm. and not uh, on, you know, something that they don't own. So Destiny will the publishing rights for Destiny will go back to Bungie and then Bungie can kind of go and do whatever they want with it. There are rumors that they might go to Sony or uh, Microsoft. I just don't see them doing either of those, uh, particularly Microsoft after their Uh, poor experience originally with microsoft although microsoft has changed a lot and they've been buying a lot of uh, a lot of these companies up and then just saying hey you guys do you we just want to support you and then all of those games can go on all the consoles not just microsoft consoles yeah
2: i'm not too well versed Mm. in the whole bunch of thing maybe you know a bit more There was Bungie, and then did Bungie have a group that split off to make 343 Studios?
1: I believe so. They might have. uh, So, I know that 343 Studios came in, and that was where Halo uh, made its new home, and I know Bungie pretty much helped train them. Uh I don't know if it was, like, a subsect of people from Bungie, Mm -hmm. or if it was just, like... Microsoft made a studio or found a studio and then they said, hey, you guys are going to work with these guys and then you're going to get this IP and you're going to continue working on it for us. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure how that worked out.
2: Yeah, I was just curious if, if like what creatively who went from Bungie to 343 or if it's 343 is going to basically quote-unquote a contractor because you know halo now has this formula that they can give them or what it is so
0: yeah my quick research on this shows it doesn't say who moved from bungie to 343 if anybody but 343 was created when bungie moved out of microsoft so that microsoft could maintain halo within Mm -hmm. one of their subsidies okay
1: yeah i knew it was i knew that much i just didn't know if there was anything that was yeah i couldn't tell you that part come on microsoft Bring Halo to the PC.
2: That's all I want. I, I agree. I, all I want is the Master Chief collection. If
0: Election. anything, <laughs> I would love them to go back to Microsoft to hopefully make the caliber
1: Halo games that were created when they were with Microsoft. I I imagine if they went back to Microsoft, they wouldn't end up working on on Halo. They would probably if they did, they would have a small part. They they want they wanted to move on from Halo after the I think the third game, the third main game. Yeah, I don't think that they ever. That was to go. supposed to be the last. I believe so. Yeah. And then they are like they're still under contract, so that's where you got uh, ODST and you got reach.
0: Yeah, because that's where it was, wait, is Master Chief alive? Is he dead? Then Halo 4 trailer came out. And we're like, oh, apparently he's alive. Yeah. yeah, because he was just floating out in space at the end of three. Yeah, he took the uh the shepherd, uh from Mass Effect approach. So yeah. just floating in space and maybe dying.. Yes. <laughs> I need to replay that game. I was oh, just
2: God. thinking about replaying through Mass Effect 2.
0: And oh, that's one of the best games ever.
2: And I, re- I remember really liking Mass Effect 2, and I also remember liking the story of Mass Effect 3, not so much the gameplay or the ending. And then <laughs> uh, then Mass Effect Andromeda came out, and I heard absolutely nothing about it, and I not was just good. like, it's probably not good.
1: Yeah, it, it released alongside some other big games, and it just never got any traction. Yeah. And then it. Yeah, the, the studios moved on to Anthem. If uh, Anthem doesn't do well, you'll never see that studio again. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: I, I know some people who did play that last Mass Effect and who did like it, but there was a lot of glitches in it. Like my one mm-hmm. buddy can't even finish a couple of quests because the planet disappeared off the fucking map, <laughs> <laughs> and so it, it got, got Alderaan. <laughs> Alderaan. God damn you, Grandma Tarkin!
2: Little did we know that the whole Mass Effect. Series leading up to the, the, the Star Wars crossover, <laughs> pretty much. Uh,
1: so we talked about this last week. With the uh, Epic Ga- Epic Games has made their own online store. So like you have Steam, you mm-hmm. can buy all your games on Steam. Well, now you can get games on Epic Game Store. And what games are there? Fortnite, <laughs> Fortnite, <laughs> and? Super Meat Boy. <laughs> And apparently, uh, The Division 2 is solely going to be on the Epic Game Store. It's not going to be on Steam. Or on Ubisoft's Uh, uh, Uplay. Uplay, yeah. Uplay platform, like their own proprietary platform. Right. And and according to this, it says uh, Epic said it will work to integrate key components of Ubisoft's Uplay and Epic's online service to provide gamers from both ecosystems with more seamless social features and interplayability okay because i was wondering inter, inter, yeah whatever because
0: ubisoft is. does interesting things where it'll give you like uh coins and whatnot for getting achievements and you yeah. can spend them for in-game items and shit and i was like really yeah how's That's it super cool yeah, yeah it's actually really cool <laughs> yeah. So how's that going to work when it moves over to a different platform? And how are you going to get your achievements to get you coins and you play?
1: Yeah. I mean, because, yeah, I, I've, they've been doing that for a long time. I was doing that with the Assassin's Creed games for a while. And then you'd be able to get, like, oh, here's a patch, uh, a bunch of money and, and stuff you can put it in into your game. Or here's some extra weapons you can add to your game uh-huh. or whatever. Or some skill. Uh, back then, it was a, a lot of skins originally. Um, and it's changed a lot since then. You can get, like desktop backgrounds you can get uh, soundtracks and things like that yeah, on there too so there's all kinds of stuff now yeah
0: it's a very positive twist from what came from them doing that really horrible pay-to-play type yeah. well it wasn't pay to play but play to get all this real content that's in the game yeah but you have to pay like hundred dollars to fucking unlock half the game <laughs> yes and uh i know they got hit really hard with that so it's nice to see they took this fresh twist of okay you get everything in the game but you can get some extra things by getting achievements
1: yeah yeah, and they still have like the basically you play dollars or whatever fuck you want to call them that you can pay to get some extra stuff too. So there is still some of that, the microtransactions. But the part that really makes me laugh about this is I saw this article about the the division two going out to the Epic Game Store, and then like three days later, I saw that the Epic Game Store got an F rating from the Better Business Bureau.
2: I saw that as well, but I saw it in conjunction with the fact that forty million some odd Fortnite accounts have been hacked. Oh, I, did, I didn't see
1: the Fortnite. Yeah. hack. I knew. I knew that the the um the f was related to the fact that they were they had like thousands of tickets that were open that hadn't gotten resolved and there was just a horrible customer service rating for them and stuff like that like that's what i saw the f rating for yeah. but i didn't realize the Fortnite uh yeah yeah i'm gonna I'll,
2: I'll take some time to look it up here but i want to say there was 40 some odd million oh uh, fuck fortnight accounts have been hacked and by hacked it means they had access to the the account information and they were able to make in-game purchases with any credit cards wow i'm end. so glad wow. i never
0: used my credit card so, and i've uh, still played under ten dollars or ten games on fortnite but glad i never used my credit card does fortnite have a g in it or is it the
2: weird n-i-t-e uh um, i think it's an IT. I think it is n-i-t-e all right well we'll see it's n-i-t-e uh it, it, it.
1: I'm sorry, this this is... Oh, you're fine. It's okay. I have uh, an editor who isn't lazy and will edit all this out.
0: <laughs> What's <laughs> shots that Shots <like>? at
1: Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. He takes shots at himself on his own podcast. I don't, I don't feel bad. <laughs> I feel like I'm not going to edit that part out. <laughs>
2: But it's saying, the Salt Lake City, okay, blah, 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 uh, Fortnite games, popular game. The game's login system contained a unique flaw that allowed hackers to impersonate real gamers and purchase in-game currency using gamers' credit cards. God damn. Uh, uh, 80 million is the number that's getting thrown around. Holy shit. I don't know how much of this has been resolved or what or how this came apart, but I did see it get thrown around on the news not too long ago. And it was on... It was on, uh, mainstream media. Yeah, I'd say
1: national news. Yeah that, uh, yeah, that
2: would that would make national news. Yeah, it's not on Polygon or uh, your gamer news sites. It's it was on full blown eighty million <laughs> of your kids, <laughs> of you kids have been hacked kind of thing.
0: That's fucked up.
1: I, I think it's, it's uh, the eighty million is the uh, the number of people pl- playing the game worldwide. Yeah. So, who? How many of those eighty million were affected? That. Just, could have been all but the fact that they could Could get into everybody's is bad yes incredibly bad so yeah Uh, that that was a lot of time for very little information (laughs) no worries no worries you said i couldn't make a transition here i got a transition for you well back back would not have been easy (laughs) yeah they can fix their problem with patches and you know what else gets patched apparently the end game content for uh kingdom hearts 3 <laughs> oh so they're not going to take the bioware route and put out a shitty end and <laughs> huh. let everybody deal I, with it then recreate I, it. I i think what my guess is what happened is after the game was leaked they probably pulled out some content cool. and then they were like all right. Well, when the game is released, we have the the final video, like day one, will get released on there, uh, so you'll be able to see the end of the, the end game video. The next day is looking like an epilogue video, and the day after that, there's a secret movie that you you'll be able to unlock. Which all of the games have had a secret movie. You complete like so many objectives, or you played on like certain difficulties, and you can unlock the the secret ending that usually teases the next game. Nice. And so that's what that's what they're doing there. Uh, it's kind of cool. It's it. it kind of dumb kind of cool but it's like i, I kind of understand because they had that the game, huge leak yeah the the game ending ending up in the wild like a month before it was coming out and people being able to put up videos of- a
0: wild kingdom hearts 3 appears yes yeah
1: <laughs> it's all
2: glitched and when you catch it it'll crash a game
0: <laughs> i lost
1: all my level 100 pokemon because of you suddenly suddenly you have you have uh 999 achievements unlocked, <laughs> but a bitch ain't one. <laughs> yes, <laughs> pretty much.
2: <laughs> now, all right, I this is totally off topic. Uh, go go ahead, for go for it. For, we're on Pokemon, kind of. You guys have played the new Let's Go Eevee Poke- Pikachu thing, right? Yeah,
0: I just got it. Is, for my trip. Missing. Oh, did you get it? Okay, yeah. <laughs> is missing no in that? I don't think so. Okay, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I hope they left the full game intact. Well, no, he wasn't in yellow, so technically, would not. he me. wasn't in yellow, no, because it was red and blue. I know it was red and blue, and, and when I they think they fixed it in yellow when they oh, did been the been so virtual
2: console release on
1: uh, the 3ds, mm-hmm. the glitch those, was
2: still in there. Yeah, those uh, are
1: those were like literal ports. They didn't change anything yeah, on those. Okay, yeah, I, 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 maybe then yellow was a literal
0: port just reskinned, but I didn't think he oh, was yeah. in it. But I also never it's... went for missing no
1: after I lost everything in my blue. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Honestly, I don't remember because I. It's been so long since I've I've ever looked at yellow. So I don't know if they've if that was in there. I'm definitely gonna try it. Um, (laughs) sailing back and
2: forth for hours. Yeah,
1: I'm almost certain that it's not in, uh, the the Let's Go games. Probably not
0: would be it such great nostalgia if there was something like oh you found a sing note but now you're not fucked yes. so there,
1: there might so there could be like a, a nod to it in the game that wouldn't surprise me but it turns
2: out know. they just uh, it was all censored now you can catch it now <laughs> and it's just a ditto nut
0: it's <laughs> the balls of the ditto <laughs> That is great. Sorry to derail. Oh no, not at all. I I appreciate the derailings. Feel feel free to do that. Oh,
2: feel free. You say
0: (laughs) open license. He's given me. (laughs) Oh, and with the open license, someone canceled some of their licensing for a game.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. That wasn't where I was going next, but we can do that. Oh, I thought that was next. No, no, no. Well, that's (laughs) fine. Not like it makes that much of a difference. So EA has been working with Disney since Disney has acquired all the Star Wars games Uh and licensing whatnot and so they had passed off like hey we closed all of our video game developing uh companies here at disney how about ea you make this these star wars games for me and they were working on an open world star wars game uh up until recently
2: so in the vein of a uh jedi not jedi knight um
1: Kotor style probably
2: yeah yeah
1: that would have um, been cool yeah so they they were working on this um, and then they realized it was taking too long, so they wanted to work on a smaller project. So there's a smaller Star Wars game coming, um, but the the Star Wars bejeweled, yeah, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> match three stormtroopers heads. <laughs> they can't do it themselves. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know what what they're what they're coming up with. The original project was uh, codenamed Orca, and that. It sounds like it might be something they come back to, so it may not be like fully canceled, but they're pulling everyone off of it right now to work on something else, so it might be something they come back to. At this point, I'm kind of surprised Disney doesn't just say, hey, you guys are fucking up the Star Wars games. We're going to have somebody else do it. They've been doing that for a while. Yeah. They they started with the the Battlefront games and that just never quite clicked. Mm -hmm. No, the originals were so good, though. Original Battlefronts. (laughs) I I can't oh i can't get over how great those games were yeah well, here's a battlefront game that has no story it's just shooting you get to play as, as all the characters that you know and love for brief periods of time mm-hmm. uh <laughs> and that had nothing else to it that was the first one the second one they gave a story mode to that uh had pretty much nothing to do with anything and i mean that's how the originals were but that was also like 15 years ago right
0: and like i don't know it was just great multiplayer experience i loved it yeah yeah
1: Yeah, so some games end, some games die. Yes. What would
0: the
2: new hotness right now is battle royale. Mm -hmm. Is there a Star Wars Royale
1: game? You think in the future? No, but I mean Mm -hmm. that would be essentially what they could add. I'm surprised they didn't like add that into uh, Battlefront Two.
0: Yeah, no, but um, I I agree. I think there might be one in the works oh, yeah. eventually because imagine having to fight on, like, Geonosis and, like, then go into the arena and be fighting in, like, <laughs> the last area of the uh, of the map is the, having to fight in the arena mm-hmm. and you get, like, Jedi in there or you get whatever in there fighting. It would yeah. be a lot of fun. Yeah. Like, you have to run around, find your lightsaber, have to run around, find a blaster. Kind of like uh, Jedi Outcast-style yeah. gameplay, but in the Arena Fighter.
2: Yeah, could you imagine, like, a game where you drop down, and you've got nothing, and you're getting blaster pistols, blaster rifles, and then, and then the crate drops, and you you pull up, and there's a melee weapon that everyone wants?
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I have a feeling that you're going to do something like that, you, you make it, like, something ridiculous, where it's uh, one of the cantina uh, instruments. <laughs> <Someone> <laughs> oh, that'd and- be so good. <laughs> Someone comes into the final battle with one of those. the weird looking be-
0: oboe thing, yes,
1: and beats someone to death. Could you also imagine just like <laughs> running across
2: like like little chips or something? And it's just like, oh, now you got force push or force yeah, whatever.
0: Yeah. Be so good. Oh, it would be so good. It I'm- would
2: be an immense project and probably an immense failure if done by oh. EA. But yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know how they, how you go about something with like that, but it, they, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw some sort of a Star Wars. Battle Royale at some point. Yeah. I mean they've done Star Wars everything pretty much. So yeah, it's just a matter of time are, usually. They're also doing Battle Royale everything. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have a game? Battle Royale. Bejeweled, Battle Royale. Bejeweled Battle Royale? <laughs> the last jewel
2: left standing?
1: <laughs> hey, it could be popular. <laughs> Uh, since we're right already off topic, the Scrabble not, Royale. The Scrabble <laughs> Royale. Oh my God! The last one with the last word.
2: It's it's you take all the letters you seed them through the map, you drop the players in, and they're just grabbing letters as they go, and then you meet, and you have to build the bigger word.
3: You do that.
0: It'd
1: be fun. Yeah, it would be.
0: Not really. It'd no, 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 <laughs> be never. way too much work. We'd be
1: like, what the fuck are we doing halfway through this? Alright, let's go. Someone, uh, someone runs up behind you and beats you with a Z.
2: <laughs> All they have are X's. They're good for nothing. Except for slingshot ammo.
0: Wait, XXX hasn't made it into the dictionary yet? I don't know. <laughs> With all the
1: dumb shit they're putting in nowadays. <laughs> uh, another popular <laughs> franchise, though, <laughs> getting a game is uh, they're working on a Dragon Ball action RPG.
0: Hopefully, it'll be good. Dragon Ball's notorious for like 40k games. Either pretty
1: good or really fucking horrible. Yeah. Uh, this was announced during a, a stream that they did for a bunch of Dragon Ball content. And uh, they also teased that after the finals for this big tournament they're doing they're going to finally announce what season two characters are going to be or at least the, what's going to be coming in season two. They did tease that uh, one of the final big bads or big combatants in the Dragon Ball Super Series Jiren uh, is going to be coming to the the game in season two. Ooh, cool. That was that was really the only tease they gave and then after that it was, hey, you'll hear more when we finish our tournament. <laughs> It'll come eventually. You'll get the always. information. It's always eventually, right? <laughs> until the tournament comes like we don't have it ready Can't do it. yeah a lot of people don't have things ready <laughs> right uh, yeah i got no transition here but uh so you know you we all have switch um do you have online alex i do have online so you, you've got the the nes retro games and stuff on there
2: i don't have them installed mainly because i've been too lazy to go and figure <laughs> out how to do it
1: <laughs> just go in there and get it for free yeah <laughs> it's easy uh so there was a there's a data uh a data mining operation on the switch for that uh, little service Mm -hmm. and as of right now it's just nes games like that's all that's on there but they found a bunch of uh super nintendo names that uh could be coming to the system which would be really cool so to go through our list here we have super mario kart super soccer legend of zelda link to the past demon's crest yoshi's island stunt race fx kirby's dream course poppin twin b star fox (laughs) i don't know uh star fox contra 3 kirby superstar super ghouls and ghosts if you really hate yourself kirby's dreamland 3 super metroid super mario world pilot wings f-zero star fox 2 in case you didn't buy a classic super nintendo and you <laughs> it was only it supposed
2: still. to be on that right we're yeah, never so, gonna release it anywhere else yeah maybe
1: so, yeah so we're just not gonna fucking have any reason to buy a, a classic super nintendo anymore uh there's super punch out uh the legend of the mystic or Mystical Ninja super mario all-stars so if you want to play all the other mario games with the super nintendo upgraded graphics you can do that and breath of fire 2 that's a lot of fucking games those are all the ones that they they found on there i mean when they come out who the fuck knows Um, usually in january nintendo does a big direct kind of talking about what's coming this year but they have not done that yet they got about a week i'll say
2: that i give I give n- not a damn about any of that. I was going to it, said, it hasn't been... Games. All I want is... It, they just it's like oh you got the nintendo the super nintendo go the next step give me a goddamn n64 stuff exactly. that's all i
0: want no <laughs> one wants this shit you're right teasing now. me <laughs> you already came out with the super nintendo classic just go to the n64 stuff already
1: please there as i said i remember reading somewhere that they found two more emulator uh patents for uh n64 and for a gamecube yes. so whether or not those will come to the switch or they'll make uh, classic versions of those who the fuck knows? I, here's uh, the thing:
2: even when it does come out, I know I'm going to get screwed, and they're not going to put the games I want on it. Jet
1: Force
0: yeah. Gemini needs to be on it.
2: Jet Force Gemini is not going to be on there, and I, I really want. It's going to be dumb, but I want Wave Race on there. But <laughs> for the love of me, they, they're not going to put it on there.
1: And I just, <laughs> I just feel it. I feel it somewhere. Yeah, I don't have as much experience with the game with the uh, 64, so just none of those games really resonate for me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no. It's I, like I can think of the stuff that like a lot of people would talk about with like uh, the Donkey Kong games that were on there. The Mario Kart 64 is one a lot of people like. I hate that one. That's so good. Uh, I, I grew up with regular Super uh, Mario Kart, and so that's what I played for a long time. And then I got Double Dash. I'm like, Double Dash is great. And I was like, at the time, everyone was like, Double Dash is garbage. And I'm like, fuck Double yourself. It's it was a fucking fun. amazing game. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, so from there, it was just kind of...
0: Yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Jeff Force Gemini, that was the best game on the fucking N64, in my opinion. It was really... I'm not going to say it's the best game, because
2: there's, I think, games that I think are better. But it's a damn good game.
0: Yeah, well, I guess single-player experience for me i enjoyed that game much more than any other because i've always been into space i've always been into all that shit and it it was just fun go around and collect the furries and uh save those guys (laughs) sammy likes furries oh i do but you could shoot off their heads too
1: yeah (laughs) i remember (laughs) i mean you could do that in real life but then you got to deal with the person underneath yeah that's that's true (laughs) yeah no I, i i would have
2: to say single player n64 wise it's probably at the top is gonna be
0: perfect dark but uh yeah, perfect dark's up there too but by the same studio uh, yeah 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 so. rare rare just had a monopoly on that goddamn system except right. for ocarina of time and majora's mask
1: yeah so yeah Fur Day. Eh? yeah that was banjo a... kazooie
0: mm-hmm. all the all
1: good shit yeah uh, and i wonder how some of those would work because i know I, I, i'm just curious where the licensing sits for some of those games yeah, th- for, for them to be able to put them on the. that's the classic, biggest problem yeah. <laughs> couple of random things for you uh while we're still in the with nintendo Uh, i talked to both of you guys the the darksider series it looks pretty likely that it's going to be coming to the switch after a rather absurd twitch or not twitch twitter uh back and forth uh maybe a few days ago and uh (laughs) it sounds like it was kind of like sort of admitted that it was coming out on the switch because they they posted something and then someone made a comment like how about coming to the switch and then uh, the the darksiders uh twitter makes a, a comment about uh maybe it's in the works or something like that like they don't say no but they don't really say yes and it seems very likely that it probably will <laughs> kind uh, of I mean, like the diablo yeah that. exactly kind of it's so it's um if anyone who doesn't know they're very like the first two are very zelda-esque with their dungeons and get your item to be able to get to the next dungeon and um going through it in that that regard so they they were fun they were enjoyable putting them on a portable platform would be great
3: yeah.
2: yeah
1: and i think i think both of you would probably enjoy them yeah yeah uh i
2: don't know much about it but i like that dungeon kind of go through solve puzzles yeah. get items uh,
1: the challenge i said the the basic story is that uh the apocalypse happens happens early and uh, the first game is you start off as war. How does
2: it happen early? Well, so, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> it's just qu- like, oh, man, the apocalypse arrived, arrived about <laughs> 700 years early.
1: Yeah, that doomsday the- clock was wrong. <laughs> yeah. that's, so that's the question. Uh, the first game starts off trying to answer that question. And okay. you, play as, you play as war who is accused of, of uh, starting the apocalypse early, but he's like, I didn't fucking do anything. So he's trying to clear his own name. And then the second game you play is Death, as obviously you're playing as the, the Horseman, Horseman of the Apocalypse. And then the la- the third game that just came out, you're playing as Fury, because they decided um, uh, Pestilence and... Uh, for what the- Wrath? Wrath, yeah, Wrath. So they decided Wrath wasn't... Uh, could be wrong on that. I don't remember. Anything, but they, they decided to change a couple of the names. Around. Wrath and Fury, they're, they're pretty yeah. close. So uh, that... So it looks like it's coming. Um, there's a Power Rangers game, fighting game that's going to be coming out in case you want to beat up other Power Rangers. Interesting. Uh, uh, yeah. And of, of all the things that could have happened this week, they finally found the Queen of England's Golden Wii. What? 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 <laughs> like the Nintendo... And then Nintendo Wii. Uh, so, so back in... I don't know when she got this. Uh, it would have been... I I was back in 2009. Uh, I'm looking at this article right here. I think it was back in 2009. THQ sent the Queen a gold-plated Wii. What the fuck game did they have on the Wii? Uh, Tasked with hyping 2009's big family games, um, no Metacritic score but a 45% on on game rankings, someone cooked up the idea to electroplate a Wii and send it to queen elizabeth II, uh the person not the ship according to this article (laughs) in case anybody wanted to make sure they didn't get mixed up uh and of course back in bloggier times uh, the game press took the took the bait tacking tacky gold-plated consoles were a sure way to hit your centric mandated 37 posts for the day so yeah at some point she got it in, in promotion to a game or something and, and then they lost
2: were... it and they found it yes yeah <laughs>
1: interesting so in case anybody was worried that the gold-plated we had been stolen or would never find its way back home it found its way home. i mean it would have been a national tragedy for great britain right right i mean how else will they get through uh brexit without a gold-plated we <laughs> i am not
0: sure everybody needs to just start playing Wii sports together <laughs> everybody will be happy after that
1: Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's, that's everything. It's just some random shit I found at the end. But <laughs> nice, awesome.
0: Well, anything else from you, gentlemen? We were going to go over Dead Men Tell No Tales, but we might need to sh- save that for another time. Yes. Can't tell no tales. Yes. Nope, and They're they can't dead. tell no tales now because we all did die. <laughs> oh, <No. laughs> we, <died. laughs> we died real good. So we won't tell you that tale this week. I apologize for that sneaky snippet that I uh, teased. So that'll come in uh, probably next week unless we do a mini podcast later for like a Friday or something. Yeah. But with that, who are we?
1: We are Geeks With Issues. Where can you find us? on youtube at g33ks with issues you can talk to us where on facebook on facebook you can send us emails where at gmail and you can rate us where on itunes yeah
0: i honestly had to think about that it's been a
1: little bit (laughs) and you can find this podcast where anywhere and what about you alex do you want to promote anything
2: Sure, I'll promote the uh, Split the Party podcast, at Split Party Pod on Twitter, Split the Party Podcast on Facebook, and www.splitthepartypod.com on the interwebs. You better uh, go
0: check them out. They're better than us.
2: Talk yeah. to us. Yeah, we've been uh, been encouraged with tasers to promote ourselves a bit more on social media. So more questions are being asked. So cool, interactive stuff, hopefully, maybe well, people- Wait, so you're, you're going to be tased? Uh, I might be. If you you don't do good. If we hit 100 likes and followers on Facebook and Twitter... I'll tase myself. I'm not going to say that. (laughs) I I retract everything I said. I heard it come out of my mouth. It did not... (laughs) When we hit a thousand likes and followers on Twitter and Facebook,
1: I'll tase myself. I'm totally going to have to mark this fucking podcast. (laughs) Saving this podcast (laughs) for the rest of life for when
0: that happens, maybe. Ten (laughs) years. (laughs) Who knows? No, you guys will hit that much faster than we Uh. do. I... I some sometimes hope we won't. <laughs> Not
1: sometimes. I now wish we won't. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was gonna say I think you've changed that now. So uh,
1: honestly, you did mention when you get a hundred likes and followers, you are doing something though. Yes, when we had a hundred likes
2: and followers, we're gonna do an actual play of uh, Brian, our one of our co hosts, uh, he wrote an RPG called Crowns and Castles, which is a powered by the Apocalypse slash princess world or princesses princesses and palaces powered by the apocalypse kind of Mm. re-theme reskin thing so we're gonna do an actual play we'll record it edit it release it live a lot of people nowadays are doing live play actual Mm. play podcast stuff like that not my forte but i'm gonna do it anyways because
0: people like it yeah give it a try give it a try but uh, that'll be cool. Like anal. I've heard a lot of- <laughs> I won't give that a try, but you can if you want to. I take everything I said back. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it sounds like a fun game. I've heard a lot about it from Brian and uh, I'm just slightly disappointed in it. And that's because it's not named Bitches
1: with Riches. Ah, uh, yeah. Here yeah. I was hoping it was because Sammy wasn't one of the princesses.
0: The game that we
2: wanted to market towards kids. <laughs> <laughs> Bitches with Riches.
0: Uh, but I digress. And with that, We will leave you to all your other good things that you have to do better than listening to us. (laughs) Yes. So goodbye. Later. Adios.